Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of The X Button, Season 3, Episode 45. I am your host, Alejandro. With me, it's always my, like, my boy Wonder that always answers the call when I need him. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Sebastian. I am so glad to be here today, man. It is, it's always a pleasure to record with you, Alejandro, and always happy to press X to play and, you know, can't wait to talk some video game news with you today. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad that you're able to jump in, especially because my uh, my... My podcast co-host Paul, he was having a rough one this week because it's like uh, he's on year-end season for his for his work, so he was getting swamped. So I was like, "I'll I'll put out the bad signal and see if I can give you a little break." Especially because we're so close to a real break, which is Thanksgiving for next next week, which is crazy that we're already in Thanksgiving in twenty twenty three. It feels weird. You excited for Thanksgiving, Sebastian? <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for Thanksgiving. I, 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 ironically, normally I'm always like super excited for Black Friday because of mm -hmm. the way I like I like to spend money on video games for yeah. But this year I'm like I'm so stacked with video games throughout the year. Oh my god! I know. I'm excited <laughs> this year. No, no, literally. Um, and and especially because uh, for me Black Friday feels weird because in the arrangement that I told you that I have with Paul, mm -hmm. where we created an account where we split. Uh, yeah split the prices for games and we both play them it's like it always feels like black friday to me because i always spend less than i usually would it's not it's not like obviously most games are like 70 bucks but we're not personally paying 70 for yeah. it we're like paying 35 35 so by the time black friday rolls around it's like the only thing that makes it exciting if it's is, is if in our split it can go even cheaper but other than that mm -hmm. i'm like i feel like i got everything i wanted to play this year especially because of review purposes also that gave me like they, that gave us a, a push to be like yeah we got a play this now and we're making the joker at season gaming i'm like the one that made the most reviews this year i'm not like, surprised you probably yeah, played the most games too oh yes yeah and because we're gonna start doing like uh we're uh, we're gonna start early our game of the year write-ups but it's like mm -hmm. we're not gonna pick like a side game of the year because not everyone played it much but we're gonna do like personal stuff and we're gonna do our our own uh personal awards we're gonna think of wacky titles for awards and that's kind kind of how we're gonna list it so it's kind of crazy though because mm -hmm. like you would think like in the year that is probably the best year ever in video game for video game releases mm -hmm. it, you know that everyone would, would probably have played a little bit more you know yeah yeah it's it's more like uh so many people i play like three or four and i play like 15 games so i have more yeah. of i have more of a spread so that's kind of like that's kind of how it goes and i know for my uh editor-in-chief Ains, who I'm, who I'm still trying to get into the podcast at some time. He, he told me he well, he was just super busy when I was like bringing people in. He hasn't yeah. been able to play and finish much because of personal reasons and also he's a very big Elden Ring stan. So he's like judging everything through Elden Ring. Uh, like, what did this game made me feel last year compared to like the games that have come out this year? And at least for him, he hasn't found that one that has hit for him. To me personally, I have found way more stuff this year than I did last year. Last year, I, I eventually grew to love Elden Ring, but it was like mm -hmm. there were not many pickings. It was just that or Ragnarok. If we're talking to about like year end yeah. stuff that you had to play, at least in big games, it was just those two. So I feel there's more discussions to be had with this year. But it's so funny because uh, there's going to be the now we, we start the season for awards. And that's basically what we're going to focus on. Today, other than I want to hear a few stuff that you've been playing, but before we dive into that, this is just a reminder that this is the X Bottom Podcast or Gaming Podcast that posts every Fridays from 2 p.m. onwards, God willing, available in the YouTube channel Escape Gaming, as well as most audio services around the world, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the like. You can find links in the RSS feed at tinyurl.com slash escape gaming. If you enjoy our show, 
give us a like and subscribe and just a little uh, housekeeping app. You can read uh, my recent four reviews over at both my website, thecriticalcorner.com and seasongaming.com. You can read my thoughts on Super Mario Wonder and Spider-Man 2 over at thecriticalcorner.com. And then you can read my thoughts on the campaign for Modern Warfare 3 and my full thoughts on Alan Wake 2 over at seasongaming.com. And recently here with my buddy Sebastian, I guested over at the single player experience to do a very in-depth conversation about Spider-Man 2. Paul and I did our own, but it was short and I still wanted to say more. So I, I came over to your show. That's supposed to go live next week as far yeah. like from what I know. So also another bit of thing, uh, of housekeeping because next week is going to be a uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, because of Paul's situation, there's this. Uh, we're not going to record a new episode for that week. But when the discussion for Spider-Man Two goes live or a Sebastian show, that's going to be reposted as that as that week's uh, content for the Xbox. So definitely keep an eye out for that. So for sure. Sebastian, yeah, Sebastian, because I played so many new games, reviewed so many games, I indulge myself in playing a bunch of old games that I really don't want to spend much time talking about. So for people to know, I've been like Spider-Man Two left me with such a. I want to keep playing more Spider-Man that I just played all the old Spider-Man games from. The 2002 movie game from Sam Raimi up until Amazing Spider-Man 2. So basically 12 years worth of Spider-Man games that I just blasted through in a week. So I just have to finish Spider-Man 2 before I can restart Insomniac Trilogy. I don't, I'm going to wait until I finish that to give all my thoughts. But you, Sebastian, you're guesting. I want to hear what have you been playing, especially because you just recently restarted uh, Final Fantasy 16. Uh, as yeah. you were t- telling me this week. So tell me, how's the early boring hours treating you? <laughs> It, it, it is <laughs> as you so put it and kind of yeah. early and boring um it's mm-hmm. not gra- it's i had this thought the first time around it's not quite grabbing me um mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not like it's i don't think it's a bad game i just mm-hmm. don't feel like it's not i you know like it's i you read final fantasy you kind of have mm-hmm. an, an expectations of what you expect a final fantasy to be it's mm-hmm. it feels like devil may cry fantasy you yeah. know, like it, that's it, what it is. That's that's what the game is. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely want to talk about that in rewards specifically or that. But yeah, continue. It, it, so it's not. And it, here's the thing: it's like I think the cutscenes are amazing. I think like the general premise is really good. I mm-hmm. don't necessarily think like the action is super engaging to me. I'm like, and I also like the world that they're building. Like especially like it's not open world it's more like open areas that Mm -hmm. you can choose from right so it's like none of that feels grandiose none of that feels like it's super layered and super involved and some of it feels like it's like i oh i can see i see a treasure chest i get Mm -hmm. it and there's like two gill in it and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh man yeah like it doesn't feel worth it to go off the beaten path but all, all that said it's like it's a fun time it almost makes wish makes me wish that they like i can just watch the anime version of it yeah. you know <laughs> just the cutscene version of it yeah makes yeah. sense so, it's so funny you mentioned that uh, session because in this very show in the time like knowing where you are in the game me and paul went on record saying we like this but we don't love this there's something missing here because it's like pacing's really wonky early, especially because it starts so amazing within the first two hours with like a bit before that big title card, the big thing. It's yeah. like that energizes you, but then it just pumps the brakes. It like pumps them like really hard. And early on doesn't make a good first impression when it comes to like even uh, side quests. Because it's like, I remember them clearly. One of those early side quests is like, hey, go fetch me some wood. Hey, take this food 
in this restaurant to these people or go like fetch me some uh, sand. Those are the kind of like fetchy, like why are we doing this kind of side quest that that game starts with, that yeah. it creates such a bad first impression that then I don't blame anyone. I'd be like, this sucks ass. It's like, I'm not going to keep doing this side quest. I'm just going to mainline through the story. And that does such a disservice because it presents them so bad early on that eventually they get good. Like they do. I Because I'm such a completion, I still like power through because even in the dullness of some of the side quests, that's where you get a little bit of the world building of the state of the world that sometimes is not touched upon in the main quest. But it's when you get to Samrik, the northeast side of like, there's like a, when you're gonna you're gonna be pursuing uh something like the big mother crystals if i remember correctly yeah. that's what it is like you're gonna reach a kingdom where that deals a lot with uh slavery the slavery like the people are, are branded and all that when those cycles start hitting you're like they actually like are really well written they will they elicited some like really harsh emotions from me kind of like a I remember telling Paul this, that if this had been like a Bioware style RPG where you can like choose like a Paragon or Renegade decision to like what you're seeing, this would be like the time where I would like skew my moral, I'm usually Paragon, I would go Renegade because the way these people are treating the slaves is like really dis- despicable. That's like one of the yeah. first times those side quests uh, did something to me. It's like, but just story-wise, like rewards-wise, you will only feel rewarded in those side quests until you find... After the final uh, time jump, that you'll you'll know it when you get three powers. I know you you don't have three L two that you know you press L two to switch uh, different icon powers. You only have two, from what I understand, right? Yeah, Garuda it, and Ef- Garuda and Phoenix. So yeah, yeah, fire and wind. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those things. Uh, like two points here, I want to make. And the first one being like. Uh, two games that I kind of uh, dabbled with earlier in the year, but didn't quite like it didn't quite stick around with because of like all the frequency of all these games mm-hmm. coming out, not necessarily the quality, but like this Final Fantasy and Diablo both feel mm-hmm. like if they both combined efforts, like the, they would almost like <laughs> they do. They almost yeah. like they almost feel like they each are like the weakness of one is the strength of the other. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, do you like the story and the presentational kind of like quality of the cutscenes in Diablo, but you would like the equipment depth and RPG-ness of Diablo. Kind of like I I, exactly. I, I understand. Yeah, I, I understand exactly. that. Yeah. If if both of those if both of those like magically combined efforts and uh, mm-hmm. and like magically made this game, I think that'd be the game of the year this year. But like yeah. <laughs> as it stands, like two pieces of the same, like two pieces of the puzzle there, like two mm-hmm. separate games that they are, it's like both of them are decent games and it's just like both of them feel like there's quite something missing and with like final fantasy 16 like i am having fun with the game but mm-hmm. it, i i feel like you in this year that we're that we're in the year of of 2023 one of the greatest years in video game history uh, as far as releases go like you can't have that lull man especially mm-hmm. so early on in your game to where like yeah. all the games that are considered like top tier this year just come out of the gate swinging Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where I say like this is the where the 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 weird game where when you see it in its entirety you understand why you see so many people championing it because it gets there. Yeah, it shouldn't because it could lose someone early on, but it it does get there. Especially if, when it comes to its story, the story gets super good. You've seen already spectacle with some of the boss fights. You've seen nothing. When I tell you like me and Paul told you that Garuda fight, which is like that big one of the first ones where you fight a big icon monster that's the worst fight in the game compared to like what's coming so it's like eventually final fantasy 16 gives you it's gonna give you some of the highest highs when like with so many elements coming together story spectacle the score 
all of it that but then it's a game brought down by a lot of dual lows it's like mm-hmm. it's a game that has a lot of peaks and a bunch of valleys sometimes like those peaks come back to back there will be an extended valley and i'll let you know like when you get there uh what's gonna be like the this, this stretch where gonna, it's gonna feel like it starts dragging but it's like it has the kind of highs that you when you're done with the game and then you look back those are the highs that stick with you in the, when you're in the moment you're like why where am i fetching this like uh and also because what you're seeing with the combat the combat especially with, with its dmc inspirations gets really good once you unlock more stuff but all of that stuff is like story related so it's like you still have not even seen much of the combat that makes it like so cool once you you unlock more icon icon abilities you start mastering stuff and uh especially there's an, an ability that you still don't have that's also story related that's like one of the coolest moments at least from the story it's whenever you get the l3 r3 attack i'm not gonna say more but it's like it's if you have seen discourse about the game or, or people like mentioning iconic things from this game that's one of them uh i'll definitely talk to you about it when, whenever you get there whenever that yeah, happens but it's like yeah sure. it's like it, it's a game where you're in a rise like i remember very vividly when me and paul started like we're actually disheartened like in this early time like where you are because we're like we thought after the demo because remember this is like mm-hmm. they demoed the first two hours or like you could play that and then transfer your save over yeah um, really good yeah really it's good. like those first two hours and how like it got the gut punch that you that you receive right before the title card is like in, in a way it's kind of like the demo also it being like available a week before is such a disservice because that's the kind of thing that you kind of want that momentum to sustain you afterwards because then you get this high you waited a week and a half for the rest of the game come out and because what comes after it can feel so dull early on because you're like man that was such an exciting beginning now this feels very like walking through this linear hallway here's like a long cutscene here's more it's like I only have like one style of combo attacks. So it's like the, the combat is like so limited. It feels like there's not much there. Eventually it got, it gets there. And I'm, I've, been, I've saved some videos of like how insane the combat gets because like Devil May Cry and why you were mentioning, yes, like these enemies are so spongy. That's yeah. a Devil May Cry feature because they make spongies because they want people to like combo everything. Because if you have enemies that go, go down so quickly in a combo based game, if that it's an action based game, that can get really annoying because you're like, there's all these cool combos that I can't execute because the enemies don't last. The problem is that when you get the sponginess early on with such limited moves early on, it feels bad early because you're like, man, it's like I'm wailing and wailing and wailing and wailing and wailing. It's like I don't have much, but you get eventually get there. That's kind of like a, it's a really excellent combat system later on, just not where you are right now. That's why I'm like, just keep pushing. <laughs> you just keep pushing. <laughs> Yeah. I get that, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I get that. It's just mm-hmm. like I think we're in a year where if you have to say just keep pushing, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it, it's kind of to the game's detriment, you know. And mm-hmm. and it's one of those things to where I'm like, I look at, I look at this, and I also think to myself, I'm like, I I get people's complaints about, and it's not, and it's it's petty complaints. I get it, but like I get people's complaints that this doesn't feel like Final Fantasy. And mm-hmm. as far as like because combat, not. as far as the gameplay, mm-hmm. it doesn't. But but it was like, promoted like that, and that's the thing. Like uh-huh. ahead of time, they told you this was not going to be a traditional Final Fantasy. That was like part. That was part of the pitch. It's like they were not hiding that fact. They were yeah. like, no, we're especially because they did it this way because they were trying to make it more appealing. Because they were like, no, we want to like hit that four quadrant thing. Especially if we're going to be spending all this money. Like it has to be something that appeals. Like, What's appealing people? It's like, oh yeah, straight action. So that's kind of why. Uh, they decided to push that way, and of course, that created like a big division. This game reviewed really well. It's like in the high 80s. Obviously, yeah. there's many games that was like a 
playing nineties, and that's kind of like where the nomination. We're gonna talk about it. That's where the yeah. nominations ended up landing, uh, regardless of some thoughts of a special a specific game that got nominated that was highly rated. Um, that is like, even though it reviewed really high, there there is also that conversation between like the longtime fans and all that is like, yeah, this isn't Final Fantasy enough. And then there's the people that have always made the point that Final Fantasy is one of those series that evolves a lot. Is like it always changes. It this. It's on the spirit that no entry is similar to compare this to 15 is super different compare 14 to 15 they're also super different compare 13 to what came after he said it's like a series that always like changes itself it's just that this is the most radical change that was also inspired by the fact that the action turn of final fantasy 7 remake in 2020 was also yeah. super well received but the thing that I appreciate from Final Fantasy VII Remake is that that's a game that straddled the line. It's like, yes, there's action-y stuff, but if you want to succeed, you have to slow down and do the, the quote-unquote turn-based attacks. That slows the world down. You pick that. You, you pick the attack, and and it attacks. It's like it married both way. It, it, mar it married both worlds in a way that it appealed. It was able to appeal to the old school while still get the, the the people that wanted uh, more action, which was me. I yeah, learned to I, love, yeah, I learned to love turn-based again recently, but that wasn't me. And then 16 was like, what if we skew all that and just go straight action? And that's why like, you see that discourse that happened despite the the the, 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 the the great critical reception it got. It was just that. And a lot of people were like, yeah, it's like, this is great and all, but it's not my it's not my Final Fantasy. It's like, I preferred this from Final Fantasy. So, and in the one area where I will agree is like, I feel this is a game that even with its action could have used a little bit more depth when it comes to equipment. When it Especially comes RPGs, to like, yeah. and, and the RPG is like, there's this going ahead. The fact that this was nominated in best RPG this year is nonsense over the game awards. It's like, privacy. this needed to be in best action. Like, mm -hmm. don't put it in, in, in the best RPG. So it's like, we're definitely going to talk about the game awards afterwards. But it's like, yeah, this is like, uh, RPG in nature is like a slide RPG as you can get even in games from like Spider Man and God of War and all that. You know, a lot of people, games. They're supposed to be action games all had like RPG light elements. This is kind of like in that same boat. So it's like, but it doesn't belong in an RPG conversation. But that's not like what people like. Why a lot of people champion this game is like so many things outside just the game. You know, yeah. it's like the quality of like the acting, the quality of like the overall story. Even when it's gonna get the story, gonna get really weird. I tell you, it's gonna like take some really weird esoteric turns like near the end but it's like the quality of like it's interpersonal like exchanges like the score the soaking score the the beauty uh, of the graphic especially in the massive scale yeah because obviously there's some inconsistency in some of the graphics especially when you're in the side stuff you mm -hmm. see like the the facial animations of the like side quest characters are like very you see a difference between like the main story quest that is like so beautifully animated and those things that seem like were done by lesser people so it's like yeah. there's that inconsistency there but kind of like when that game hits visually it's gonna be like beyond what you can imagine like one of these consoles capable of doing and handling before the console can even explode is that kind of like spectacle that eventually gets her but that's the thing that people think about when they champion this game don't yeah. feel bad like but the things that you're feeling is what i felt <laughs> Is what I felt in those early ten hours when me and Paul were talking because we were we were actually disappointed because they're like, God damn it! It's like this felt like this could be like the big game. The it's like it, it just has that feel in that demo, but eventually gets there. It's just it's gonna be like this. It's gonna be a you understand why it's not in like it it, it didn't like get fully nominated up there, even as people that absolutely love it. I would have loved seeing it just based on the highs, but I don't disagree with the lows. I even not yeah. noticed those lows in my review. So, 
I, I, I don't, against higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know if it you know like I I don't know if it would make a top ten list right now in, in the year that we're in right now. It's because it's like it's so stacked. It's just yeah. it's it's not bad. It is not it's yeah. not bad at all. It's based on like, where yeah, based on where you are, I understand why you feel like when you finish it, we can have that conversation. But until yeah. all it's done, because it changed. That's the kind of game that the more people see it, the more people get it. But you also have a point. There's other games that came out swinging much quicker. Oh, so. much quicker, and then I think like what they try with what the genre that they're in and what they tried to do, such as like a Sea of Stars, for instance. Like mm-hmm. I feel like Sea of Stars nails its vision way better than what Final Fantasy 16's ultimate vision is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and I get it. It's it's tomatoes, tomatoes. We're comparing two different things. Mm-hmm. It's just like I think like Sea of Stars is a um, a masterclass in that that two two point five D genre. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like. And this is a really good entry into mm-hmm. like into this this genre that it's trying to be into the, like this action adventure RPG like like mm-hmm. RPG, but like mm-hmm. it's I I don't know if this is going to be like a Hall of Fame class uh, in that in yeah. that genre, you know? Yeah, it's like not the entire game. Elements of it are. Yeah. That's why I got, yeah I can't wait for you to please promise me you're gonna like. Even if yeah, I'm gonna try to t- t- yeah, yeah, try to blowing through it and, and talk because there's like I want to tell you some of like the things that really have like there's no other game whose highs have stuck with me longer than Final Fantasy 16. It's I'm like, really surprised. Especially the highs. Yeah, I'm really surprised because like hey, I thought maybe Alan Wake's highs would be like. And the thing is that, that I think Alan, Alan Wake Two is the best game I played this year. <laughs> Yeah, is the difference? Like, yeah, especially like the TV portion of Alan yeah. Wake too. Like oh yeah, the TV station. Have you gotten? Uh, have you gotten a whiff of one of those chapters that mixes in-game and live actions st- together? It's like it's the talk of the town. It's called We Sing. So mm-hmm. that's all I'll say for people like because I don't want to get spoiled because that's like the best moment, one of the best moments of this year. But also like uh, quiet it is like Alan Wake just came out, so that's like just fresh in my mind. Yeah. Sixteen came out in June. From there. To now, the highs, I still think about them often. The soundtrack, it's always in my workout playlist. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's like there's so many. Amazing, it, yeah. it, it, the score is amazing. It's like, that's the one thing that I'm going to fight tooth and nail for this year. It's like, what well, deserves the score is that one. <laughs> so, but yeah, but yeah it's like uh, Alan Wake 2 is my, it's, it's not my favorite. It's like, I can separate what's the best thing I played and what's my favorite thing that I played. And I think Alan Wake is in that. It, it's kind of like in that boat, or kind of like putting my critic hand on, uh, head on and be like, "What is the best thing that I played that all, nailed almost all?" It was kind of going for it. To me, that mm-hmm. was Alan Wake too. Then, what is the thing that has stuck with me most from this year has been Final Fantasy 16. Even though that's not the best game I played this year, I played games that uh, nail other stuff like uh, much better. But that's still FF 16 is still high up there for me, based on those highs. So. Can't wait to have it. that conversation. Yeah, I can I can't wait for you to move on from the part that me and Paul have said in this podcast. Was like, wait a no man, but eventually it gets there. So whenever yeah. you start unlocking more and then you start seeing more of the spectacle, then we can like talk. <laughs> and then we can also have that conversation. It's like, why was the game not all this? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I get that yeah. completely. I've been playing mm-hmm. a whole lot of things, though. I mean, like yeah. uh as the year is ending, I've been trying to, you know, kind of like 
wrap up some of the things mm-hmm. and uh, of that I maybe didn't get to at first or maybe like actually explore some things that I probably should have given more time but with the release calendar and mm-hmm. all the games and all the review codes and all that kind of stuff didn't get a chance to absolutely nail um, as far as like put consistent hours into so recently I've been playing a lot of Dave the Diver I think it's fantastic mm-hmm. I do yeah. think it, I, I know the, the argument on the internet lately about like it being an indie game or not I think that's yeah. for sure an indie game by the way yeah, like, but yeah, it's a. It definitely looks like it. It's just that the whole Nexon of it all that Nexon created that studio. So it's like indie is like being independent. That you can make a game outside of uh, the the usual publisher structure, and it being like a, a, a under a publisher like Nexon muddies it a little bit. But I can imagine the way it plays, the way it, like it's presented, is definitely from. Arc, it's like exudes a lot of that independent like energy. Oh and yeah, that's what I, about, yeah. Like- Think about it like this though i'm like who how many people in the mainstream know about this game yeah um, ign definitely knows it's one of their highest rated games this year but outside of the mainstream i mean mm-hmm. i'm talking about like if you were to go to like uh like basically average people do you think they know what david the diver is no oh no not oh, this no. year not this no. year full years <laughs> no i'm like you and i i don't think people know very like what's some other nixon games uh, I know the finals is another one. That's like one of the more standout shooters in a year that has been horrible for shooters. That yeah. recently had a beta with a lot of players. That's another one. So, but it's like Nexon is like more. It's like in that THQ pocket of like, uh, or even beneath THQ is like there's publishers, but it's like not what you like associate something. It's not like you would see in in front of a box. But it's Let's still be a publisher. Real. Yeah. Uh, like the most, <laughs> the average Joe's not gonna know what the finals are. I'm like yeah. at this point, no. <laughs> Like Nixon's putting out things that mm. most people don't know about, like th- that the mm. main pop the main population is not gonna know about. I'm like, that's almost the damn definition of an indie title, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it and sometimes like, that's the thing. Like, indie, I hate that indie has gotten so muddled because he used to yeah. be so easy. He used to be so easy, and credit to indies of uh, being able to push above their way to be able to like uh, put out games that can confuse people in a way of not thinking that they're. Uh, that they're uh, independent, like Larian. Just think yeah. about that. It's like Larian. It is an indie. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't bad. It's like the, the game they made is like has pushed so above its weight, like in such extreme, in, in, in such an extreme way that you tell people, it's like, oh yeah, that's an indie. People, people are being like, you're crazy. You're absolutely yeah. crazy. <laughs> so yeah, it's I- like. So that that's the thing. It's just like mm-hmm. if we don't know what the the pure definition of what an indie game is, I'm yeah. like it's closer to what the heart of an indie game is. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, that's a really good one. Cocoon. I've been um, I'm yeah. about to probably polish off Cocoon. Um, really good um, puzzle game. Yeah, that that's one of the ones I have. That's one of the ones I have installed because of Game Pass. So that's another I one think, that I kind of want to plow just through. Play it on a week through. I mean, like mm-hmm. you can beat it in like five hours. Yeah. <laughs> like five hours. Um. Then um, Persona 5 Tactica has been really good. I think that's... Yeah, that's- that one just came out uh, recently. Yeah, I think yeah. it comes... Yeah, I, I think it comes out tomorrow on Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. But do you get code for that? Yeah, so... Yeah, that makes uh, sense, yeah. Yeah, Persona 5 Tactica has been really good. Um, really fun. It's not necessarily mainline, pers- uh, mainline Persona, because I I think that, like, you know, Persona 5 Royal is still the king of all Persona right now. But, like... It is. It's really good. I think it's mm-hmm. like a. If you like that style, if you like um that um Fire Emblem style of games, you'll probably really like this as well. It basically, then, both both games had a baby, and that baby yeah. was Tactica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I I think that's a a really good one. I also want to shout out Slay the Princess. That's an amazing, amazing. And, which, by the way, uh, your review is up. 
over at yeah, the yeah, Chrono Report. Sure. I, yeah, I, I, saw, yeah. I saw your tweet. So you can people go read about this indie game that I know for it hasn't gotten a lot of mainstream coverage, but for the people that really like played it, I know that people have been singing the praises of this thing. Like oh, yeah. singing them. Yeah. It, it hasn't gotten a, lot, a whole lot of mainstream coverage, like you said, but like anyone who's covered it is not at a 10 or above. Uh -huh. Like it is that it is like I've. It's Before, in the pocket. Like, oh yeah, for sure. I th I think if if more outlets would have got their hands on this, this probably would have been not only indie of the year, but like a lot of people have been pushing for for it yeah. to be in that top ten. Slot. I t I tell you, a lot of the indies that came out this year, I know that from what I understand, why people don't hold the games even though they're completed because they gotta pay the bills, so they gotta like, yeah, for sure. try to put it out. To I'm like, next summer is looking so empty, at least so far, that I'm like. I wish they could have felt more safe of just like, okay, we're just, just going to wait until a, the perfect time to release it. Because I do feel bad about the fact that there's been so many indices here that have just got straight up shafted just because of the sea of AAAs that we got. It's like, it just tells you how hungry a lot of people were for AAA that a an anomaly year like this, which is not never going to be repeated again because this year was the result of so many of the delays from COVID that all just happened to like land this year. It's like, Indies didn't stand a chance. <laughs> it was like they needed, uh, like Indies definitely can shine in a 2022 like year where it was like AAA was like so barren in comparison, and even what was there in AAA was like disappointing. Like Saints Row and Gotham Knights last year. So that was like th things are gonna change too uh, mm -hmm. with um with like the wave of mobile like mobile gaming as far as not phones. I'm talking about like actual Steam like yeah. Steam Deck and ROG Ally, the Legion and everything like that. Like um because those games are so friendly to play on the go, like I think there is gonna be They're a just resurgence. At home. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's gonna be like this big renaissance of, of like indie love that comes that'll come in the next yeah. year and a half, I believe. Yeah, the Switch proved that, especially because I know the before the Steam Deck and all that, like the Switch was the home for indies that mm -hmm. PlayStation seeded with the Vita. That was what's uh, that was the tragedy of the Vita. Obviously, the Vita failed on its promise of console quality gaming on the go. But at least from like the 2012 to 2016 era of that of, of the Vita, so many people found success with v, uh, with indie Vita, at least indie. Uh, Vita versions of indie games that were also on consoles, but even developers would tell us like, we see the heat mapping, we get more sales, and we see more engagement on the Vita than even on the PS3 and the PS4. So it's like, there's just an inherent hominess, I would say, to like a side-scrolling indie-style game on like a handheld. And obviously then, Sony abandoned the Vita like a bad habit when they got hacked. Or, 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 or like unlocked they were like yep we're like washing our hands forever then obviously the, the 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 switch came out and be like that's like it's taking the baton and now like steam deck that with so much availability of the steam library that has of those games is like now people are kind of like getting it now and again be like is like there is a place for these games and it's in these handhelds and now like the recommitment of valve for the steam the, the, the steam deck oled that yeah. was kind of like what i was waiting on because that was like me Remember, remember what you told me that I was like, yeah, they've sold three million in like the first year. I initially was like, that sounds slow for me, just knowing stuff, uh, or just compa in comparison. But I'm like, I'm glad they proved me wrong. That is like they were happy to double down based on that because then they they understood this is a, this is a, this is an early entrant. People are are gonna wait and see. And be like, okay, are you committing to this? And the more you see that when 
people announce games often enough you see that steam deck compatible so it's like yep. now you notice like that's like slowly like it, when that happened for final fantasy 7 and remake um last year when they at the square enix uh showcase that was my first inkling of like hmm okay this is gaining traction because i remember when the steam deck launched it launched a week before elden ring i was like did they just, did they send this thing to die that was my thought back in like in like february 2022 because i was like why do you release this new system in the middle of like the only period in 2022 where there were so many games launching that was like the week of sifu horizon destiny 2 witch queen uh elden ring all the way back to back i was like it's, it gave us a taste that month of like what 2023 was and that's when they launched the steam deck and i was so worried i was like oh man Bob, why did you do that it's like that sounds so cool it's like what well, who's gonna talk about this and then that the compatible in steam deck okay then the sales and then you have been selling me a lot in between shows that like, you always like, yeah. and i tell you i want it. it's just i already told you it's like there's only a steam deck at my radio check that's five minutes away from me mm-hmm. it's like a thousand one hundred dollars it's like that machine looks cool it's not worth a thousand one hundred dollars no, for, sure for, for sure but now with the oled and now them discounting the old version until like they release stock is like that's a good entry point because it's like similar to like a switch and has the vast library of the of the steam in comparison to like the limited nintendo library of its exclusives and indies so yeah and i mean to add on to that it's like you for a first generation console i'm like three million and three million at like mm-hmm. that's a lot of units like a lot yeah. of money a lot of units and such like that and then you like you double down on it with the oled and good and- for not a greedy company yeah, that, that, sure. that at least showed me that at least uh, valve understood because like three million for any others that would have been like yeah we're washing our hands from this yeah think about it. the vita sold like 10 million within its first year and that was considered a failure I mean, yeah. come on so again it's like expectation i feel i applaud valve that they calibrated their expectations so well because like they rather mar- market penetrate slowly by establishing and giving the confidence that this is a viable product and good that it's viable now that nintendo's about to move on finally next year as far as we know oh, yeah so. yeah and the switch 2 is going to sell gangbusters it's mm-hmm. just um yeah it's like the switch 2 though now like it has to be it has to be a powerhouse it has oh, to yeah. be the little engine that could because like yeah. the competition is not going to allow them to sit on their laurels oh no no not not at all especially now that now that you're moving on now the power conversation that now does matter because like okay switch is like we gave you a pass of you releasing in 2017 with your hardware and still like trucking along despite like so many hardware competitors leaping forward and it's like yeah you're on your lane but it's like now you're updating it's like what do you got obviously we've heard the dlss thing that it's supposed to like give quality high quality with trickery that that's what a lot of pc gamers do and it's like hey if they can get at least smart with how they can like portray power in a way and still keep it like cheap that could be like an interesting proposition compared to like the steam deck who whose high-end model is like in the 500 to 600 dollar uh pocket but they still find success through that and at least they also have a very low-end model that at least gets you in there and then you have the high-end model that's more for like the enthusiasts they're hitting both markets so i think the switch needs to do that i mm-hmm. honestly do like i i think there needs to be a high-end switch and then a, a low-end switch uh, mm-hmm. on the switch too because yeah. i'm like I, i'm looking at what they're what is rumored now with like no oled at, at launch mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's like that's gonna be rough in comparison now that you got an uh a competitor with an OLED and even funnier I mean, we were talking with Paul last week where because the financials came in that the Nintendo Switch has sold 132 million units already mm-hmm. which is nuts uh the OLED the more expensive one 
is the one that's selling the most out of the three. Because remember, yeah. they have three. They have the OLED, the normal switch that I still have, and the light. I would yep. have thought the light would be the best selling one on the 199 price alone. Because that just dictates logic. But it just goes to show that the appeal of an OLED screen enabled them to still with the weak ass hardware, because it's still the same innards from 2017, only like an OLED screen. That convinced a lot of people, and they were selling more of that at a $50 markup. It's like, why don't you just double down on the OLED immediately? It's like, you got it there. So unless you're planning to do like the, we're starting with the LCD, and then we're going to double dip later, which is classic Nintendo. That's yeah. They've always done that. So, But it's like, they're unstoppable. <laughs> 132 yeah. million. It's like nuts. And it's like, it's just crazy how much of that, how popular that, the machine goes. And kind of like we were talking with Paul, it's like, us that we're an enthusiast that really care about power, uh, because mm-hmm. it's like we see how power can, what power can do. It's like how much that doesn't matter. Like it's insane because it's like people don't care about that, and they crack they just crack the code. But I want I'm glad that now we know that there's a market for handholds, and Steam yeah. Deck is like slowly doing that. Rogue Ally coming in It's like I just got that now there's a home for that, especially mm-hmm. since Xbox and PlayStation decided to seed that entire market to their detriment. I would say because. They could have also hit that. So, hey, Xbox is just like hey, Xbox is like, hey, all these things are coming out, and we can put Game Pass on every single. Exactly, one. it's like Xbox at least is isn't the good. Uh, their commitment to PC, it's good because it's like at the very least they're able to cheat the system a little bit because a lot of these systems use that. So they're like, because we're such a software heavy company, we can like get halfway there. We're not committing to the hardware, but we're gonna put it make it make them kind of like uh, sponsored. Um, devices and that can work it's like at least better than like what sony is doing that the only thing that they're committing is the portal that came out today i think yeah today came out yeah and i've heard it's good and mix yeah i was about to say i was gonna tell you really good by the way yeah (laughs) exactly yes and that's the thing more on the good side than the mix side it's like Mm -hmm. the mix side is like what i was expecting but it's like i heard more positive about it than i did mix that i feel that's a good that's a good ratio it could have been the other way, more mixed than good, and that would have been like concerning. But it seems that at least they got something there. But that's like the only commitment, considering they this, used to do the PSP. <laughs> this is so. gonna. I have a, a bold prediction that the that the PlayStation Portable is going to, or this the portal. version mm-hmm. Portal is going to sell more than the VR one oh. and two. Oh, absolutely! Just price alone. <laughs> just, just, just price alone. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Especially like with the demos that people are showing that it actually works for more like uh, it at least gets to the backbone that people are always say was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. So it's like it needed to be that in like a bigger screen. And I know Paul that he was not gonna get it. He, he he saw one of the impressions and he even posted like some of the impressions to like our group, that group chat that I had with him. He was like, "Man, it's like at one ninety nine for this and being able to like play it and like." Have it here while my wife watches the Netflix and all that. I'm it's like sounding, re- sounding really appealing. I'm like, I do, I agree. I have 100, 100% agree with that. It's like, uh, I'll see you because I'm going to Dallas or later, mm-hmm. like uh, late December. I'm going to see if there's are available because 200 for that. I like that. Like, I, I do, I feel that there's some use to it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, sure. before we move on, so anything else that you play there than some indies? Um, yeah like a couple of things but it's redacted so i'm like yeah. i'll, I'll oh, okay. talk about it next time we're on all right i'm not gonna make you break embargo so <laughs> so sebastian instead of news this week is like okay. uh it, it's basically now uh we're in award season now and 
we already got the first major batch of awards, uh, which is the Golden Joystick Awards. Um, that are you? That's the forty-first edition that happened. And kind of like, what's important about the uh, what's notable about the, about the Golden Joystick Awards is that no critics vote on this. This is entirely this is the first award that is just fan-driven. So the the, the fans like they, they submit their uh, they submit their votes and then they award for that. It's like it's different to the Game Awards. That is like the panelists are like a, a hundred twenty. Uh, person committee that's not really a committee it's just basically they gave a ballot to like different analysis you can and you can check who are the ones that are voting and they're the ones that put out the game so it's kind of different i kind of want to go over like the winners of the golden joystick awards uh yeah, because sure. that because that at the very least gives us a uh, an idea of like where things are tilting so here are the uh, golden joystick award winners of 2023 so okay go ahead yeah so the best storytelling baldur's gate 3 the still playing award, No Man's Sky. Best visual design, Baldur's Gate 3. Studio of the year, Larian Studios. Best game expansion, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Okay. Best indie game, Sea of Stars. Best okay. VR game, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Best multiplayer game, Mortal Kombat 1. I have, I have questions there. Uh, best audio, Final Fantasy 16, I agree with that. Uh, best game trailer, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, absolutely. Yeah, uh, be- yes. Best streaming game, Valorant, makes sense for like esports stuff. Uh, best game community, Baldur's Gate 3, yes, indeed. Best community, best, best <laughs> and also best insufferable community, Baldur's Gate 3, I tell you. Uh, best gaming hardware, PSVR 2, which, yeah, I mean, it's the one of the only things that came off. By the ten people voted for this, uh, breakthrough award, Cocoon uh, by Geometric Interactive, Critics Choice Award. I think this is the only. This is like the only one where critics kind of like they do put their vote. That's the only one that they oh. can vote. So, Critics Choice Award, Alan Wake Two, okay. best lead performer, Ben Star, Final Fantasy Sixteen. I tell you, Sebastian, you have seen nothing of Ben Star's performance. Okay. If you like his performance, now wait for like what comes later. It's like he carries that game with a plum later later on. Uh, Best supporting so. best supporting performer. This makes sense just on the intro video that I watched of this game alone. Neil Newborn Asterion from Baldur's Gate Three. Uh, so good. Yeah, Nintendo Game of the Year. No surprise. The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. PC Game of the Year. Baldur's Gate Three. No surprise there. Xbox Game of the Year. Yeah. There's only there's only two in it. Uh, yeah. Three. Yeah, I would have put another one, but yeah, Starfield. Uh, PlayStation Game of the Year, Resident Evil 4. We're gonna, I'm gonna talk about that just because there's like a breakdown later on in this list. Uh, most wanted game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, makes sense. There's nothing announced. There's not much big announced, and that's coming soon in February. And Ultimate Game of the Year, Baldur's Gate 3. So, the PlayStation Game of the Year one, it's interesting because just uh, if uh, I, I give you the link, right? You can see like the yeah. link, uh, yeah, and you can uh, scroll the way down. For PlayStation Game of the Year, Spider-Man was not nominated there. It was FF16, Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6, Humanity, Armor Core 6, and Jedi Survivor. But Spider-Man was an Ultimate Game of the Year. Why was not there? That was weird. Like is that is that a cutoff thing? Maybe I yeah, have no it, idea. I think it was probably a cutoff because I'm looking at it like a bunch of these games were already done. Yeah. Like was Mario there? Let, let's see. No, Mario's not there. Yeah, so I think but, it's a cutoff. So, thing. Yeah, so it was a cutoff. Yeah, so I think this is this is like early August because I remember both Mario and uh, and uh, both Mario and, and Spider Man were like the same day. So that makes that, gonna, that makes it. 
I was gonna mention this um a little like after you were done reading, but mm-hmm. I do think like the to the detriment of this award show, it's like mm-hmm. it feels a little early, if I'm being honest. Like it, I, I get it. I hundred percent agree because that's also my problem with the uh, game awards, because they also have a very nebulous cutoff point that people really called out. And it's also really weird because then if you go to the ultimate game of the year, uh Mario's there too. So it's like it was that kind of like a later ballot and then the other ones had to get in. It's yeah, weird that Mario and Spider-Man were not there because I would say, like, at least just from PlayStation alone, even though my personal favorite game from, like, exclusive for PlayStation is Final Fantasy 16, I would say Spider-Man feels like more... For a game on PlayStation, that feels more the pocket for that award. That's, like, mm-hmm. the only one where... RE4 winning, it's interesting, and we're definitely going to talk more about that. But it's interesting seeing this because... Again, this is very fan-driven, and other than just a Critics' Choice Award, it kind of yeah, gives you an sure. idea. This this is like the first taste of what Game of the Year is going to be at, uh, or what could be the winner. So now we move over, and now, now we move over to the Game Awards nominee, Sebastian, because that came out this Monday, and uh, we're we're opening the uh, the IGN list. That thankfully they were able to compile everything for us. So the story by Ryan uh, Ryan Dinsdale. Nominees for the Game Awards 2023 have been revealed, with Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3 leading the way with 8 nominations each. Alan Wake's nominations include Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Art Direction, Best Score in Music, Best Sound Design, Best Performance from Melanie Delibert, and Best Action Adventure Game. Baldur's Gate 3 saw a number of similar nominations including Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Score in Music, Best Performance from Neil Newbon, Best Community Support, Best RPG, and Best Multiplayer. Marvel Spider-Man 2 received seven nominations. The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom received five, alongside Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and also have to put out, and also have to put out that Hi-Fi Rush also got five. They forgot to write that. Uh-huh. Starfield received one, a pithy one, I would say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, okay. it's like a, yeah. Let's uh, let's go over like the before we talk about this award. Let's just go over like the games that were like, nominated in each pocket. So obviously, with Game of the Year. Uh, we talk about Islands Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 2. The other ones that were in that overall title. You were, don't want to save Game of the Year for last? You, oh, like, yeah, yeah. They yeah, let's build the, up yeah, to okay, it. Okay, all right. We're going to leave Best Game Direction and Game of the Year because they put it the first in this list here. Well, let, yeah. Let's start from the bottom. Well, yeah, let's see if we can start from the very bottom and go, and work. I was like, give them something to look forward to. Give yeah. the people what they want, man. <laughs> yeah, they, they already got two. So, okay, we're going to yeah. go from bottom to up for this website, so. Okay. Best adaptation celebrating game inspired projects across entertainment, including TV, movies, comics, and more. So the nominees are Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, The Super Mario Bros. Movie, and Twisted Metal. Most anticipated game, recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably il- illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. Uh, the list includes Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades 2, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. Are we not doing the- predictions? Uh, well, let's read them first, and then we're gonna okay, because uh, yeah, I want to read them all first because then we can okay. go. Oh, okay, all yeah. Right. So, best esports team, recognizing a specific esports team, not the full organization, judged the most astounding for performance and conduct in 2021. Okay, why 2021? Probably. Uh, Evil Geniuses, Fnatic, Gaming, JD Gaming, and Team Vitality. There's something that I definitely want to talk about this awards because uh, this is something that. We found out it, it kind of tells you a little bit of some of the people that bought here that don't understand things. Okay. So, 
Best esports game for the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to players, inclusive of tournaments, community support, and content updates, irrespective of genre and platform, includes Counter Strike 2, Dota 2, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, and Valorant. I feel best like e the same ones from yes, like all, every year. Like all the time. Yeah. Best esports event recognizing an event across single or multiple days that delivered the best of class experience for participants and the broadcast audience. Uh, that's 2023 League of Legends World Championship. Blast.tv Paris Major 2023, Evo 2023, the International Dota 2 Championships 2023, and Valorant Champions 2023. Read this next one. I need to drink water. Hold on one second. Let me. My computer. Uh, my computer pulled it down. Let me see. All right. So give me one second. All right. Everyone, this is these are these are kind of crazy, by the way, because like absolutely kind of crazy. You just read, if I'm uh, not mistaken, esports event. Esports. Yeah, now it's esports coach. Uh, let's be honest here. We got esports. Why? Why? Why are these at the game awards? But okay, yeah. best mm -hmm. esports coach. The esports coach judged uh, to be the most outstanding of, of for performance and conduct in 2021. Yeah. Um, we got Christine uh, Chai. We got Danny Sorin. Uh, Sorian. We have Jordan Gra Graham. Um, Remy. I'm gonna say Q. Quanium. 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 Yeah. Shout mm -hmm. out to you, Remy. Um, Yoon Song Young. I love that yeah. name. Um. The best esports athlete that the esports athlete judged to be the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2021, irrespective of game mm -hmm. 2021. Um, yeah. Lee, uh, Lee it has Sung to, yeah, it has to be like a mistype of this website. There's no way that we're judging people from like two years ago. It would yeah. be weird. Yeah. Um, um, Mateo, let's say 2023, just, just, to, just to be like more fair. <laughs> yeah. Mateo, um, Habat, um, Max Mazanov. Um, Paco, I'm gonna say Paco, yeah, or Paco, Paco, okay, Paco, um, Rusuis, yeah, yeah, um, Park J. Hayuk, um, Philip Dolson, yeah, and then content creator of the year, um, for streaming, for streamers, or content creator who has made an impact or important and positive impact on the community in 2023. We have Iron Mouse, people make games. Quackity, um, Spreen, and Cypher PK. By the way, have you heard of any of those five? I have never I heard, heard of, of none of these names of these. that I've just mentioned. <laughs> uh, from yeah. content creator, esports athlete, esports coach, yeah. esports event. Haven't heard mm -hmm. Jack Squat of anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something I definitely want to talk about the Game Awards when we're done with all of this. So. Best multiplayer game uh, for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. Uh, nominees are Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Best sim and strategy game, best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot, Reboot Camp, City Skylines 2, Company of Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, and Pikmin 4. Best Sports Racing Game for the Best Traditional and Non-Traditional Sports and Racing Game, EA Sports Football Club 24, F123, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged, and The Crew Motorfest. Mm. Best Family Game for the Best Game Appropriate for Family Play, irrespective of genre or platform. So this includes Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, 
Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Okay. Best fighting game, for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head -head combat. This includes God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. Best RPG, for the best game designed with rich player customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Here are the nominees. Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, Starfield. Best Action Adventure Game. For the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, this includes Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Best Action Game. For the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. It's almost like one from the RPG side should have been here. So, uh, this includes Armor Core 6 Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. Innovation and accessibility. Recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. This includes Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. Oh. Read the next one. Alright, the next best one, VR. Mm -hmm. VR game. The best VR game we have for the best v game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality. Irrespective of a platform, we have Gran Turismo 7, Humanity, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Resident Evil Village, and Synapse. Yeah, and best then community we, support. And best community support, we have recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity, and game update slash patches we have boulders gate 3 cyberpunk yeah. 2077 phantom liberty destiny 2 final fantasy 16. 14 it's 14 oh, they, they oh. missed it they missed okay. type yeah it's 14 they put 16 there yeah okay 14 and then no man's sky mobile game the best mobile game for the best uh best game playable on a mobile device final fantasy 7 ever crisis hokai star rail um, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. I'm going for that one. Um, a Monster Hunter Now and uh, Tarah Neal. Um, the, and then uh, Best Debut Indie Game. For the best debut game created by Independent Studio. Cocoon, Dredge, um, Pizza Tower, Vimba, and Viewfinder. Best Indie Game. For outstanding uh, creative and technical achievements in a game made outside of the traditional publisher system. Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, Viewfinder. This is the one that's created so much controversy, buddy. We'll move on. <laughs> and then um, best ongoing game awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Uh, Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, well, that that indie yeah. game, and then um, Gen <laughs> Genshin Jensen Impact, yeah, Jensen Impact, and then um, games for Impact include the for the thought provoking game with the best with a pro social meaning or message, a space for the Unbound, um, Chance of Sonar, which I hear great things about by yeah. the way, um, Goodbye Volcano High, Chachia. And then yeah. um, Tariah Neal and then Vimba. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think those that's a strong list, by the way. Yeah. And then let's see. Best performance. Oh. Best performance. 
awarded to an individual for voice acting motion or performance capture Ben Starr for Final Fantasy 16 um Cameron Monaghan Monaghan yeah yeah I, I remember him um what, what was the character he played Cal Kestis Cal Kestis thank you um Star Wars Jedi Survivor Idris Elba Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom of Liberty um Melanie Labard from Alan Wake 2 um she was the yeah the... she's Sarah Saga Anderson the the main okay, chick that you play yeah um, Neil Newborn, um, Baldur's Gate 3, Yuri Laurenthal, Sp- Marvel Spider-Man 2. And then best, best audio design, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. Alan Wake 2, Dead Space Remake, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4 Remake. Mm-hmm. Damn, there's a lot of categories. Yes, <laughs> I can take a now if you want. <laughs> All right, go ahead, so, but All right. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of them. It's just like when you watch that video on Monday, it's like it just goes so quick when you realize there's so many of them. To its detriment, I would say, and definitely want to get into that. Uh, best score in music for outstanding music, inclusive score, original song, or licensed soundtrack. So this includes Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Uh, this includes Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Best Narrative for Outstanding Storytelling and Narrative Development in a Game. This includes Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, and Marvel Spider-Man 2. And the last two, Best Game Direction awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. This includes Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, and then the big, the big bag uh, that created Game much concern. Of the year. <laughs> do you remember the Do you remember the IGN Uncharted 2 Game of the Year video? That was like a rap, mm-hmm. uh, and they had <laughs> the Game of the Year, Game of the Year, mm-hmm. Game of the Year. It was like a, <laughs> that year for Uncharted 2. Was, so I, I'll always forget. I'll never forget that. So, Game of the Year recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. This includes Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3. Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So that is the no- the nominees for Game of the Year at this year's Game Awards. And I tell you, it's like, uh, this has been the Game Awards that, in a way, has kind of exposed the strengths and weaknesses of having, like, one big event uh, as, like, that people, like, like to elevate as kind of like the be-all, end-all, even though... It shouldn't because it's like it should be more important to understand more individual uh, taste other than just kind of like a collective because you can never get like a real collective, especially the people that vote in. I have heard from many, especially from the podcasts that I've been listening that have friends that are in this thing. Do you know that people give a rat's ass of what they put in? Like the outlets that they're given, they don't think twice about the things that they put in. And I think this is one of the years where that, that can start like making sense because people like nominate things that don't make sense in specific categories so like we mentioned with best rpg final fantasy 16 does not deserve to be in that uh, to be in that uh in that category i think that's every year though right because seafood was best fighting game last year yeah yeah every year has been more like okay it's like are you not really caring about like what you're nominating and this has been the year where it boiled over because obviously you have an example like ff16 being in best rpg even though it should be in best action game for the best game in the action genre focus primarily on combat what do you do in a game other than walking and talking to the 
NPCs. It's action. It's a Devil May Cry game. It needed to be there. It shouldn't have been here in our in RPG. Why also do we have to like keep doing content like not just like esports thing or like esports coach and all that? Do you know that there's an esports coach that didn't even coach this year and he even got nominated? It's like that's crazy. Yeah, it's like I feel like I understand like uh because Keel like what Jeff Keely never wants to do is to, he doesn't want the game awards to feel like he's the one that he's the one that makes the categories. So that's why he decided to try to grab many sites and made me youtubers and all that to kind of be like no you guys pick it because i kind of want to keep on bias and he did that because of the death stranding of it all because it's like uh everyone was like everyone knows that he and kojima are like this it's like yeah, it's sure. it's not as a uh, when objective yeah he want, he kind of wants to be objective but i feel like you have to take a little bit more care and instead of just putting this out I remember I was kind of hearing this from like some of the podcasts that I was listening that it's like something people may not like this from like the Oscars and all that but it's like the Oscar has a specific panel that is like an expert in specific things. Would it would be that. it would be better for like an actual panel to be the one that not outlets like just that panel to be the one at least can look at more even though this is art, have a little bit more of an understanding of like what you're nominating instead of trying to give so many sites that I know. Like, for example, I know kind of funny. I know for a fact that they, because they're given all of this, like all, all of these categories, they're given to everyone. It's like, and everyone's like, yeah, just put it, just throw in names. It's clear a lot of the, a, a lot of games that are thrown in, it's like they just kind of see because it's not under expertise. And that's how you get into that kind of nomination. And uh, Here, it, it, here's, can I interrupt real yeah, quick? Yeah, go on. I I think um and I'm sorry for the interruption by the way um but no I think Perfect. what you're saying is around the money I do mm -hmm. think there needs to be sort of like a council but here's what I propose mm -hmm. first of first and foremost get rid of the esports category yeah. give just like in sports everybody else has their own um everybody else has their own award show like mm -hmm. the NFL has their award show they yeah. they do have a, a collective one called the ESPYS as well but like yes which is about the esports right. It's just yeah. an esport. It's just an esport award show. It's like, yeah, leave it there. They are the experts in that field. Leave that in the pocket. Don't try to like mix that pocket here leave for that people that, that don't pocket, understand. For sure. Yeah, for because sure. like I see, I, I read so many of those names, and I'm like, how am I supposed to like know like what they even did? It's like it's just like Ely likes to be all things, but by being a jack of all trades, you become a master of none, and that's kind of my problem. And, exactly. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're. I always said that about Cheesecake Factory all the time. <laughs> I always said that that is so funny. And the Cheesecake Factory, yeah. I get it. it it's yeah, and also, like, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and then also because it creates kind of like inconsistencies in regards to um, what it's nominated or what makes it or what's not. Like, this is something that it's really interesting. I know we made the joke, like, you put the joke that this is like the 10th year in a row where Xbox doesn't have like a big game of the year. Uh, they had nominations somewhere else. It's just not like in the big one. They didn't get like the big one. Before this, and this is something that I did not to pause, like Metacritic score hasn't really been what has mattered. Like that puts no. it in here. Because it's like, like for example, the stranding. That's a, that was an 82 back then, like from like re critic reviews and all that. Mm -hmm. Gears of War 5 reviewed higher than than Death Stranding too. But that that that's that stranding. But Death Stranding is the one that got nominated. 2021 I would probably put gears yeah. of war over diff stranding personally yeah especially yeah exactly so it's like especially we're using kind of like at least uh 
knowing that a lot of these panelists are like from these sites that would review games even though we know that apparently the panelists from like those sites has to be like an objective thing that it's not like part of the pool it's just someone that has to send in the nominations and many people have said that they only send nominations they don't think about the nominations that they send because they care more about their personal game of the year stuff and they do that to help Jeff because Jeff is putting this big massive event that everyone can go have fun with and not really think too, like, twice about it but it's like especially when Everyone was like, yeah, should we have an Oscars, like, equivalent to the, uh, to gaming? And some people can say, that, yeah, we kind of do that to legitimize, but I'm like, yes, but if we want to have that, we have to take a little bit more care. And I don't want to keep hearing that the people that send in nominations don't think twice about, like, why they send, because it's like, sometimes it doesn't feel like it fully represents. Like, when I see the Game of the Year list, at least those six, to me, it doesn't feel representative of the variety of games that came out this year. To me personally, when I when I see that, even though I love a bunch of those games, and one of my the best game that I played that it, this year is in that list. When I look at it, I was like, at least to me, how it looked like it feel like this year they chickened out, and this is the one year where they're like, there's so many great games this year. Let's use Metacritic this time because all f- six of this game are like top Metacritic. Even Alan Wake Two, it's so funny because the only one that if you look at the PS5 version that got a bunch of the reviews is at an 87 but the xbox version is at a 94 so in all technicalities like all the games that were like 90 and above are the ones that got up here even though for me personally when i look at that list like i love resident evil 4 remake uh i'm a high proponent of that game is really is really great a phenomenal remake of a game that really didn't need uh to be a remade personally because it's still mostly held up in what it was trying to do i don't see why that is there only only that it has a 93 is the only thing that to me it was like they picked all the ones that are the water 90 and above and are like popular picks oh so yeah resident evil 4 again that really got like two nominations everywhere else yeah let's put it there and it's a well, 93 hold on for like, a second because I, I don't think that's the only travesty let's go through yeah. the list for, uh, and say like can we, uh, let's 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 do an exercise if you will yeah um so the category i have two, game. I have two games in game of the year that i would remove and I wanted you to guess what's the other one that I would remove personally. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. The categories we care about, so yeah. to speak. Let's give a guess on what we think is going to win and what we would like to win. Yeah. And if, we were, remove, we... And if we were to remove something. Oh, and yeah, the, and then yeah. What, would we re- what would we replace it with if we yeah. were going to remove something? Awesome. I think that's, that's just, a good yeah, challenge. Yeah, let's just start, and let's start, like, at the bottom, like we started. So, like, with Best Adaptation, with those five that, I ha- that are there, Castlevania, Nocturne, Gran Turismo, Last of Us, Mario Bros. Movie, and Tisted Metal. Is there any way that The Last of Us doesn't win this? Oh, I want The Last of Us to win, by the way. Exactly. Is there, like, yeah, it's like, I, it's, this is a 20, he has 23 Emmy nominations over on TV. It's like, there is no way anything else wins in that category. I feel that's like an easy one. I would say Last of Us wins this. I think so, too. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think Mario is like the, um, the dark horse, so to speak, that mm-hmm. I could see winning, you know, but like... I, yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like Last of Us feels like more like a, a more a more defined prestigious element of that category. That I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. the, that would be the one that wins. Even though the Marvel movie was such so successful, 1.3 billion in the box office. Oh yeah, it, it it did more than any Marvel movie this year. Poor Captain Marvel, like poor the Marvels this last weekend that it got destroyed <laughs> at the box office. Actually, saw it by the way. Saw it yesterday. Yeah. I have heard that is better than the reviews make it seem. And it what's is. so funny is that. The MCU is in that DCU pocket now. Hey, we'll, we'll don't talk listen. about that later, though. Yeah. 
more like isn't that dceu pocket of like don't listen to the reviews it's better than what they say but it's so funny that eventually they got there but yeah we can talk about Cap- the marvels later so that's a whole podcast in itself <laughs> yes but yeah so our most, most anticip- anticipated game yeah i would say to- there's two here where it can go hades was like a big popular like it, it was big one back when mm-hmm. it, during game of the year in 2020 in fact, like even though The Last of Us Part Two was like the winner that year, do you know that the the, the individual outlets like that game more game of the year was actually were more to Hades that year yeah, than Last of sure. Us Part Two? So Hades Two could be the one that wins here, but it's depending on who, seven, yeah, it's it's Final Fantasy Seven year because it has a date. It it's, it's like two months away after like this thing, so it's like immediacy of release helps a lot with the with this thing. So it has to be. Like, I would say Final Fantasy VII Rebirth could be the one that wins this and its immediacy. Even though there's, like, three games here that are, like, immediate. Uh, like a Dragon, Rebirth, Rebirth, and Tekken 8. Those are out within the first two months, which is kind of... This Outlaws is supposed to be next year. We just have to hear from release that. I don't know if it's going to solidify, but they I'm said that it's yeah. next year. Yeah, so Hades 2 is, like, the only one that's kind of like a unicorn game. That's like they, We know it exists. It will release sometime. So... And Hades just has the critic. Uh, people, uh, critics love Hades. I love Hades. Uh, I do too. But, One of my favorite but, games of all time. Bro. Yes. So I would say it's like likely I think Hades 2 could win it if critics are the one that also emphasizes. But if this is a fan vote, I think it's Rebirth. I absolutely think Oh, it's I think it with a bullet. Yeah. And with the bullets, <laughs> so, I would, I, and you know, my most anticipated game for next year. I know it's like a dragon. Like a dragon. Yeah. yeah but like, I know. But I, I think it's Final Fantasy with a bullet. I think Hades is probably the one I'm looking forward to as far as quality goes. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the most Sebastian and, as Sebastian game is good. Exactly, be and then right. and then Rebirth uh, is to me like especially after my renaissance of Final Fantasy is like Rebirth is for me, and I'm glad that I'm getting it early. I would say this is so funny. In other years when we see this category, it's always far off games. The fact that three of these games are like so close shows us that I'm hoping, at least in the Game Awards, the things that I care about the most about the Game Awards is that it's a mini E3. I hope we yeah. get announcements. I hope we get releases. It's like, it's looking dire. Like, in really, like after this year, it's like looking like we're seeing a desert outside in front of us. <laughs> we, we gotta, I know, we gotta, um, Xbox got like four things, don't they? They're the only ones. Like, to their, cre- to their benefit, they're the only ones that at least have promised us stuff for next year. No one else has. So it's like, it's looking like a desert. We gotta hear more. Two, right? Two big yeah, ones. Yeah, confirmed. And then, confirmed. Yeah, this and is one. And Xbox is like four, and then mm-hmm. Nintendo has like three or four, don't they? Yeah, like one of those was like the uh, the Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake, uh, the Princess Peach game, the Princess Luigi's Mansion Peach, two, yeah. and that uh, Vanilla War RPG that's on March. I forget the name. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. It was like a, it, it was at their last Nintendo Direct, but other than that, it's like. It does feel like 2024 doesn't feel as defined as by this time last year, we knew what 2023 looked like. And yeah, thankfully it all hit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's like now in comparison, it's like now we got to start hearing more because it feels like we have the first two months packed and then everything else is like a desert. It's like it's smelling like 2022 in a way. So we, we got to hear stuff. And the most anticipated list kind of like paints that because not many have really defined when things are coming out so and hades 2 is the only one undefined here but it's because of the strength of hades 1 it's it's in that list so it's early access as well exactly and here's what's so funny what if early access drops this this december that happened yeah that happened the first one 
So that 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 had already happened before. So then best esports team, I would say let's not even dare like vote on like anything esports. It's just not my pocket. So we're gonna skip esports team, esports we'll game, skip esports all event, the way up all to the way to multiplayer, right? Yeah, yeah, because the content creator, I don't even know who this those five content creators even are. So same here. Yeah, so for best multiplayer game, this is interesting because this five games couldn't be more different when it comes to like multiplayer. Obviously, Baldur's Gate 3 has, like, it's interesting, co uh, it's basically a co-op game, like. Think, yeah, it, for a lot of people it was. Yeah, Diablo 4, always I've been in, like, an online co-op, kind of, like, MMO-style uh, looter, so that, uh, we, we know what that is. Party Animals is an interesting one, because I know that's kind of, like, in that Fall Guys pocket, mm -hmm. in a way. Because uh, it's family friendly, obviously it was on Game Pass, so it kind of looks cool. Street Fighter it's Six, fun. obviously, yeah, and Street Fighter Six is like a solid multiplayer online fighting game. In, in fact, yeah. like uh, it, that's kind of like what gives it life. Uh, the fact that it, over the joysticks, uh, Mortal Kombat One One was like okay, interesting. That single player is horrible, though. Yeah, on, on, I hate, on I hate Street Fighter. Yeah, the I, to me personally, I would say Mortal Kombat One. It's would be what I lean on more because of single player stuff and and exactly. no one does and no one does story modes like uh, like uh, like Mortal Kombat. It's just that everything else about Mortal Kombat one, the multiplayer, the microtransactions, all that are kind of egregious and the netcode's kind of bad. So, in multiplayer game, I see why Street Fighter Six would be here based mm -hmm. on just if they want to throw a bone to like the fighting community. The Mario Bros. Wonder multiplayer is like this is interesting because I bet this is here because of the ghost thing. That you, that's basically like they made Dark Souls Mario, where yeah. you're like running around and there's like the little ghost that, uh, that to me, shockingly, was like one of the most stable multiplayer online experiences of Nintendo ever. Because usually, when I think of Nintendo multiplayer online, it's just laggy messes. So it was like, I was, I played most of that game with, the, with that eight. And I was like, I'm shocked that it just worked. This is kind of ingenious for what it does for uninterrupted play as you're playing with others without them interrupting. It's just, it's a cool gimmick, but I don't see it winning. Like, it's, but it's just an interesting way for them to do multiplayer. I would say, for multiplayer, this probably goes to Diablo. To me, it, like, what what, what 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 I think about about that. I'm thinking BG three or or to give to give a bone to um to give a bone to party animals. Hmm, or, okay. Yeah, because I think I think this this one could go all sorts of different way, ways because yes, like, because they're all so different. Yeah, it's like only even Baldur's Gate three and Diablo four are probably the ones with the closest crossover. Mm -hmm. like from like those two and i know how like again because now that i've learned that so many people really don't care about how they vote sometimes from what i've heard i can see this being the let's give it to diablo because he's not gonna win it somewhere else kind of like they usually vote that yeah. way instead of really thinking so i think diablo for could get it that way because it wasn't in anything else from what i remember uh from up there i don't know if people love diablo like that though to where they're like it's not gonna win for anything else it's like I think there's pockets of people who really love Diablo, but like, I don't think the industry Diablo. For, yeah, here and no, here's the thing: the industry did love Diablo in the review period, uh, at mm -hmm. the launch period. They lost a lot of people with season one. They recovered a lot in season two the, this last month. It oh, has okay. the it, it has the typical life service. Did you go back to Yeah, I went back to season two. I, I dropped the season one, so they in, in, increased the quality of life. Uh, now it's like. The inventory is a little cleaner. It's like you don't have to share with like gems and all that. XP gains are much quicker. So it's like they've been responding to it. So it's like right now Diablo 4 is like at the perfect time for people that are feeling positive about it for it to get votes or, think, or thinking about it. But it's like 
the initial experience for Diablo 4 was like 86 slash 91 Metacritic. So it's like people really like Diablo. It's just that season one lost people. So, and that was like two months after. So, this next one, I think we're going to probably agree on who's winning this one, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Company of Heroes 3, right? Well, uh, best it's best slim uh, sim strategy game yeah strategy game you're saying company yeah. heroes 3 i thought i was thinking pigment was gonna get oh, that with a bullet that's yeah that's an interesting yeah because it's like i know pigment 4 is like nominated for somewhere else i can see pigment be like let's give it to him even though it's not really a sim strategy game in the traditional sense like the other ones mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people are incensed by this category because there are a bunch of uh other sim games that are solicited that were not even here and people were also in sense that city skylines 2 was nominated here a game that launched broken that i like even city skylines but yeah, yeah. I this one was rough yeah it was rough seeing it exactly so it was like and it was funny like the developer ahead of launch even though they delayed the console versions they ahead of launch were like hey just so you know city skylines is going to launch with a lot of frame rate issues yes we're sorry about that but we're launching so the fact that they put it here, it's clear this is an R1 where, based on the committees that they had, they're like, let's try to put in, what's, what came out? Oh yeah, let's put it in without without much thought. And because of that confusion, I can see Pikmin 4 being the one that uh, that wins it here based on how voting committees go. Even City Skylines might be the most demanding game that I've played on PC this year. Like, too. Which like, is nuts. It Why? is stupidly <laughs> demanding, by the way. <laughs> And what and what do you have for your PC? Is it like a like what, what are your like, specs? Are you at a 40, 40, 90 at least? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, way above that. But um, but yeah, it is. It's crazy. Hold on, I can. I'll, I'll have to pull up my specs. But um, yeah, I want to hear your specs like, because it's like that's so funny. If you have like a forty, if you have a forty ninety RTX or something like that, it's like if it's still demanding much. It's like what an optimized piece of crap. <laughs> if you re if you require that much. What's the next category though? So as you were, it's best sports and racing game. It's like uh, I feel like the only true answer here would be Forza Motorsport, like at least for like legit, legit because I'm like EA Sports Football Club 24. It's more FIFA. FIFA hasn't been good in like forever. I don't know why this I, this is only here because of all the sports games, including NBA and uh, and even Madden. It is not, it's not as egregious in some places. At least it's like a little bit more solid. We had that conversation with NBA that it's like the court is still good, but everything around it is so rotten. And it's the first time it's not there in this pocket. I, I think this is the first category to where I'm like, I think the true, what I would probably consider the game of the uh, year for that category isn't even on the list. Because I, yeah. I think it's UFC this year. Because I'm Ooh, like, UFC yeah. is spectacular this year. Yeah, like, that, that one came in super early, right? Was it like in uh, March? No, no, no. Like, um, it came out like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, it's a recent one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, I want to say two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Let me see. see. UFC, UFC five. 20. Yeah. So, yeah. So you said UFC five. Yeah, UFC yeah. five is October twenty fourth. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. And... I this game is. I mean, it's it's. Well, the best in this genre right now mm -hmm. i would probably put it the best in this genre in the end like ign gave it a nine out of ten man yeah a nine has, out of ten for yeah, sports and, game yes and even though it has a 78 on metacritic and makes me wonder what's yeah what, what's ea sports fc metacritic just for kicks for kicks shits and giggles, giggles. yeah uh -huh, 24 uh meta career 
LMFAO 75. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah, so I'm like, it is. It's I not. People don't think. It's, it's, it, it, now we're seeing it's like so many people just nominate stuff because it fills the pocket, but they don't really think about it. It's like this is why uh, Jeff gotta like take more care of how like these nominations happen because I don't think no. I don't think not a lot of people play UFC like and uh -huh. like enough to where like I I don't think like enough people played it enough to where like it would be considered in that category because I'm uh -huh. like. Honestly, I think WWE is also better than. Yeah, Raw that came out earlier. Four, I remember. Three or four of these. Yeah. Yeah, and that came out very early in the year, and people loved that one. I do remember that. The yeah, WWE, they, they had a really good WWE this, yeah. game. So. Yeah. Again, this again is just them being like, okay, like because it's best sports and racing game. Let's look at the list. Okay, Forza came out, Hot Wheels came out, the crew came out. These are like reason. Uh, I bet they put. They went to Google racing games. So those were the th the first years. Like, let's put these. And then, like, with, with sports, okay, let's put these also. Because I know F-123 recently came out. It's like, Jeff, if you want, like, people to really take this more seriously. Consider separate these categories. Separate, separate these categories more. And maybe consider, maybe do, like, a small panel that have them volunteer that you know that they'll know their stuff. That they'll be able to, like, properly vet these things. Because this is... I feel this one, will, because of the mix of this, Forza Motorsport could be the one to win. Kind of like an idea. Yes. Only only in the yeah, let's let's give it let's give one to Microsoft. If you, this feels like an easy one for them. Let's let's give it that. I bet that's that was the thought process. It's, it's like, yes, they gotta Game Overs is turning 10 next year. We gotta like take more care of these. <laughs> so, uh best family game, I feel uh this one is a lock between Mario, Mario. and Pikmin. So this is I like I think Mario's got this in the bag, man. Yeah. This one if if it if it doesn't win like anything else from its nominees i feel yeah wonder it's gonna give this one in the back i'm gonna go controversial and be and say pikmin 4 just for like be, be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna be the outlier because the contrarian. Yeah, yeah the contrarian in this one for for fun so you say you say wonder i say pikmin okay. we've been pretty yeah we've been pretty kind of like even like i think the only one we diverged was the hades one and yeah uh, for sure and 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 final fantasy 7 reverse but we've been like pretty uh better the same in this one so Next up, best fighting game. For, um, that's God of Rock, Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. I feel Street Fighter 6 should be the one that wins this one. With a bullet. More, yeah. I fear Mortal Kombat 1 will get it. Yeah. If it somehow sways in, in, in enough boats, depending on how, how people approach it. Because Mortal Kombat is bigger. Like, it's a bigger series than Street oh, yeah. Fighter 6. But Street Fighter 6 is like... When it comes to like pure raw combat mechanics, it's like that is the fighting game. So it's like I would say I'll also try to be contrarian in this one. I feel like Mortal Kombat One could like eke it out for some reason because we'll it because it has like it it has a its single player component can be like one that attracts more people. I'd say at least I played this, and then people will play the single player Street Fighter Six and be like, "What is this garbage?" <laughs> so <laughs> it, that that could be like a scenario, but. Realistically, Street Fighter Six could be should be the one that wins this one. I'll say for fun, Mortal Kombat One because okay. it's basically between those two. Your your Street Fighter Six and Mortal Kombat Best RPG. Are we Mortal even three man? Yeah, <laughs> it's like are we even entertained in this conversation? I feel bad for Lies of P being here. It doesn't deserve to be like Final Fantasy Sixteen and Lies of P do not deserve to be in this category like at all. And uh, no. they deserve they deserve to be over in action. And uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is like, 
is there any other RPG this year that like took the world by storm, like impressed people with its depth, with its I would, like? I would argue, and this is this is the I think like this is where AAA kind of like mm -hmm. where games get the AAA bump versus like indies, even though mm -hmm. the indies might be like um mm -hmm. might be more true to the genre i think cassette yeah. beast probably should have taken one of those spots uh-huh i've heard or, of that yeah yeah it, it's a it's a pokemon like game that was mm -hmm. really popular back in like january june and um june july that that type of and thing, also but... i i tried it recently also i'm also gonna put a stick in the finger i took my trailer to need it to be here also thank you i was gonna yeah. bring that up really yeah. gonna bring that up as well i'm like what a phenomenal term especially me i i bought when, when it was on sale recently and when yeah. i was on my pixel remaster bench and i was like i kind of feel on the issue of doing like another like a turn-based square enix style rpg and I, and I was like oh i'm gonna buy that and try it it's like how is that not here that, that's like a big team of people not playing it and here people thinking uh not not thinking the rpg nature of voting this like through it's like i love final fantasy 16 and it does not belong here it does not it absolutely <laughs> does not belong here no, uh, sure yeah and not even the lies of p like souls likes don't belong in rpgs that's more action like souls like are more in the action even though there's stats and all that it's like i don't feel it belongs there when there's clear rpgs that should have been here especially because they were in the vein of co starts mm -hmm. and i would I'm hate to think with you yeah so i think in this one because of how weird the split is it's like Baldur's gate 3 is gonna win this and i'd be shocked if anything else like wins this I can't even imagine weird fuckery. Like, weird fuckery that the voting gives it to Starfield for any goddamn reason. Like, that would be so funny. Like, just just in that, let's... You know, like, they like throwing bones just because. Like, that's, like, the only way. And that would be a pity. Like, because, it's like, it's not even close. Like, seeing... Me, I don't like much of Baldur's Gate 3 because I'm not into that CRPG. Even just the little thing that I... The little bit that I saw, I was like, I understood... Why you that you played Baldur's Gate 3 in August and then jumped to Starfield in September. You fell the downgrade. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad that I, I went up. <laughs> because I was like, oh yeah, I'm glad I didn't see Baldur's Gate 3 initially. Because holy crap, like just you, you feel the downgrade on that one. And uh even I would say Starfield doesn't even belong here. Like it's just not a game that's in the year in this kind of year that stands out. It just doesn't. Think that was I think what a lot of people have um, issues with is the RPG elements of Starfield, by the way. It's like, yeah. <laughs> to, to me, I mentioned like the leveling system. I think mm -hmm. it is atrociously bad, though, like the the fact that you have to like raise up your levels to get like uh, additional crewmates as time goes uh -huh. on. But and the, but then like you also have to raise up your leadership quality, which is the mm -hmm. exact same thing or. Oh, yeah. like here, here's the stealth. Uh, here's like a stealth tree, and like Ugh, a lot the of stealth tree was dumb, terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. But I'm like, there's so many things, fitness and weight, and like weightlifting being uh, like separate be things, the exact same. Uh -huh. uh, like it should they, they should interlap as far as like one equals another. If you're fit, I mean, if you're a weightlifter, you're a fit person, right? Yeah, it it's, it was just like uh, how can I say this? It was like a skill. It was a skill tree nightmare that was just like all separate to to give an illusion of depth that just like compartmentalized enough things that just made the actual role playing feel more annoying than it should. And especially uh, making so many levels, especially the Ryujin quest of that game. Uh, so reliant of you having invested some a little bit of that stealth skill tree, otherwise the quest just wouldn't work, or it, or it would be just an, an absolute pain. 
was like so so painful it's like yeah by the way people starfield is my biggest disappointment of the year compared because it was my most anticipated game of the fall just from that i think it had good elements but gosh it's like there are so many better games this year so i hope Baldur's Gate 3 wins this with a bullet because there's like no better answer like is starfield I, the Gate or see your stars because i think that'd yeah. be huge for the see your stars team yeah see your star i would love for them just for like the cash because uh Baldur's Gate 3 has so many nominations there everywhere else i feel like it could it could afford not being like a sweep to be personal, like, and, and they could, and again, like, Sea of Stars could get there because I know Sea of Stars are one of the best turn based pixel RPGs that have been there. So that would be the two that I would love. Like, let's just say Baldur's Gate 3. It's our both yeah, our both. Sure. I'm, I'm that one. Yeah. Best action adventure game for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Oh, we're going to be on different sides of the fence. Uh, here. Yeah, this is <laughs> interesting be. because I'm like. They're so different. They're absolutely so different. Like every game here. Uh, I feel the oh, game yeah. that may see may may be winning this because I don't think it will win anything else. They're gonna pick Zelda. They're absolutely gonna pick Zelda because I think I have an idea. I think you're gonna say Spider-Man, right? I prefer Spider-Man yeah. vastly over Zelda, but yeah. Yeah, but, but kind of like just thinking about how they would be voting with this. It's like, there's just something weird. This has happened to Insomniac very often. Every time that they're nominated, something else always wins over them. And mm-hmm. and obviously, like, and, and Spider-Man, out of, like, all these six games that were nominated, was technically, quote-unquote, the weakest, just on review sentiment of, like, the voting panels and all that, from what you understand. Yeah, that, sure. to me, like, Spider-Man 2 plays significantly, but it's more fun to play than something like Zelda. Zelda just has so much outside its play with its design that I feel like people are going to correlate that to both for Zelda. Especially because I don't think Zelda is like... Uh, it's not the runaway winner that it seemed like it was going to be based on how everyone was talking about it back in May. Even I, that I read it and gave it a 10. Uh, it's still one of my favorite things that I played this year. It's just not, a, not quite up high up there for me anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. But I feel like just based on voting, if this feels like the one that Zelda wins. Like if it needs like a win... Based on like where sentiment has gone, so I, I would both Zelda for this. Okay, well, even I, though out of, I can even see all, Zelda getting it. It's just I can see Alan Wake getting this. Yeah, I can see. And, yeah, I would say Alan Wake too. It's like my favorite of all these six games that are listed here on that. And also Alan Wake too is like in that Last of Us pocket, kind of like in that same vein. So mm-hmm. people could like put it that, that way, even though it's more survival horror. There's just no survival horror. Uh, separate category this year so make one and get rid yeah. of these esports ones and make one right? this year has a stupid so amount many. of survivor horror, horror yeah. like representations yeah it's it's nuts right that how, why are why is action adventure and rpg the only ones that they like separating and racing why not survival horror it's such a mainstay now and i would believe before where survival horror was barely touched upon now it's like one of the most uh how can i say this like it's one of the most prolific um, genre genres yeah. now is like so many even like not action horror games like racing for dead space but it feels like there's there's so much in that pocket that it would justify its like placement so oh it's every, the, every year's got like several now every mm-hmm. year yeah and indie games list- are throwing out tons i wouldn't believe how many like emails i get about a survival horror game to where i'm like <laughs> i even i can't say yes to this it's mm-hmm. not my genre you know i'm scared i'm a chicken yeah <laughs> Which is so sad because there's been so many. Like I tell you, Alan Wake Two is such a special game. It's about it is really like of all the survival, the all the scary ones. This would be the one that would give you a heart attack. I tell you because it's very startling. And like how... I got up to the TV station, Alan Wake. By the way, 
Oh, okay. Of the first one or this one? The Alan Wake 2. Ah, oh, awesome. Okay. So, have you been able to like tolerate like the cuts no. of the screaming of the screaming? Uh, <laughs> and, so it, and there's parts that got that do that even worse later in that game. It's like it becomes startling, like how much like scary like quick cuts of like a screaming like it starts happening. It's like it's a very, it's such a very effective survival horror game. It's just that I wish it had its own category where it would win it with a bullet, not in best action adventure game where it has nothing and everything nothing in common with Spider Man or. Jedi Survivor Zelda. It's like it doesn't belong there. <laughs> I'm so. gonna fall off of of Alan Wake just not because it's not bad, not because no, it's, it's bad or anything. It's, just because I know for you it's too scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I believe it. So, now the best action game to me, my vote for this is Armor Core Six: Fires of Rubicon. Uh, I would hope this would win it because uh, it's like the only thing from software that has become like a very a, a darling for these awards. Is like nominated for this, and out of all these games, the one that I like the most personally, like mm-hmm. I love, like me and like this is Paul's favorite game this year, Armor Core Six. That was like his biggest surprise, at least so far. I don't know if that's still like his game. It's gonna be his game of the year, but he really was very impressed with this, and I was very impressed going getting to it after I was done, I was done with many games. And it's just like the vibe, the intensity, like uh, it's just the mech combat is so perfect. But I feel this especially because. This other game has other five nominations. Hi Fi Rush. This could be a Hi Fi Rush what I'm win. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think, I don't think, I'll, I I think if there was a third place, I think mm-hmm. it would be uh, Armored Core, by the way. Because I mm-hmm. think it would be. Yeah. I think Ghost Runner 2 lately has been getting tons of good reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dead Island 2 to me is the one where, that I'm like, why is this here? Like, why I'm the right hell is that? Yeah, why the hell is that island to here? It's like this almost feels like you know what best action game the category feels like to me this year. Be like, oh crap, there's this other games that we haven't nominated anywhere else. Let's put them all here. And I'm I like, think Remnant Two is better. Like, yes, a better representation of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, and Remnant Two is really good. Like Remnant Two was like a surprise sle- uh, sleeper hit of the summer. It recently uh, was announced that it sold two million copies. So that's more than the first one sold. Also, so. Honestly, uh, th- this is a controversial statement, but like I, as opposed to putting um, Dead Island Two here, I'd actually put Immortals of Avian in here. I like Immortals of Avian a lot. Even I like that, actually really enjoy it. By the yeah, way, yeah, it's yeah, it's like ironically, that's probably the best FPS that came out this year. Even though it's yeah. not really, yeah, it's like because the, the FPS category this year was pitiful. In the best gear of games, FPS fans suffered a lot. So many bad ones. It's, um, that's rough. Avian, the Avian deserved to be here, and, and in fact, like um, this would have been one of, like this had six slots compared to, like like with other ones. I would say yes, it's swap a- a- Avian and Final Fantasy sixteen deserved to be here also instead of over in the R- R- RPG category. So, mm-hmm. in this one, Hi Fi Rush could be one of the wins, especially with how many nominations it got, despite it not being like in the final six. Uh, I would hope Armor Core 6. I'll vote Armor Core 6 in this one. Just say High Fire Rush. Okay. I so. got High Fire Rush. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Then Innovation and Accessibility. That's Diablo 4, Force and Motorsport, High Fire Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. So I would say like in, in uh, Accessibility, Street Fighter 6 is an interesting Amazing one. Amazing guy here about yeah. being... Yeah, so that th- I think that's the w- that would be the one that wins it because... Uh, Spider-Man 2 has great accessibility, but it doesn't feel even as remotely robust as even something like Ragnarok or Last of Us and all that. Even though Insomnia has always been good, but it's not, not that notable. 
And I feel like what Street Fighter 6 did to make to make their fighting accessible is more impressive. So I, I would vote Street Fighter 6 for this one. Well, yeah, I'm also like just being real here. I'm like, I'm not equipped to say uh, what's more accessible than, than something else, you know? Yeah. Since, you I know, played a lot of Diablo 4, and I feel Diablo 4 doesn't really have much in accessibility other than the, at least from what I saw, like initially, just like the text to chat or like reader text and all that, or like fonts and all that. That's I'm nice. like, yeah, it's like, yeah, is that bad? I don't feel it's like an innovation in accessibility. I feel like Street Fighter 6 for fight, like a genre as that is so defined by its competitiveness, how they like took, like uh, put so much thought into making it accessible. I think I feel that could be one, a, a pocket for Street Fighter Six. So I'm gonna put my boat for that one. Do you remember what accessibility there was for Hyper Rush? I'm trying to remember. I was like, was there any there? I don't. But this is this is a prime example of like why I think there should be a committee, and then why uh -huh. I think there should be like vast different representations on that community. And because mm -hmm. I think like this is an example of like. I think like the Google what games why games have accessibility options Google okay put them in yeah <laughs> that's why this yeah, feels I think like this is where experts like um what C Taylor Steve Taylor yeah yeah would be like really nice to have on that community to where they can speak personally on this is why this game is super obsessed uh like accessible versus 20 other ones you know like yeah. i think like having people who um have disabilities or have yeah. challenges playing games on those type of committees would be and, like yeah an and this thing. just goes to show why those committees should be more worthy than just saying outlets should be the 120 uh people that nom nominate because it's like um you're putting the onus on people that really don't understand this uh this is not like the movie industry that is easier to like compartmentalize what it's an action movie what is a comedy and all that games are more uh are more complex that I feel deserve more in-depth like discussion of like what should be the things that is nominated, like and 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 they really need to do that because it's like we're seeing more we're seeing more chinks in the armor with the uh, nomination process this year than most. Have you noticed? <laughs> like yeah. even even more than usual, especially for a year like this. So yeah, I would say Street Fighter Six is the only one that to me does something notable. Like. The accessibility of Spider-Man 2 is the exact same as the first one. So th that to me is not special. Or like it was special back then because that helped pro proliferate that game into like being so uh one of the most beatable games on the PS4. Mm -hmm. but, like, but that was in 2018. I don't feel the new one does anything remotely uh the only thing they added was parry window. And even then there was parry there was like dodging windows in the other one. So it's like uh, Street Fighter 6 I would say would be my belt because I can't think of what the other ones do like yeah. that would be like innovation and accessibility so Steve I hope like uh, they recognize you they put more emphasis on you next time so best VR AR game so Gran Turismo 7 Humanity uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain Resident Evil Village and Snaps I would say I would hope that based on like understanding that people would like to reward something new it's between Humanity and Snaps and even and I've heard really good things about Synapse for people that have played BR. Is like that that's like the shooter. So I don't even think it's a question is humanity's gonna win this. Because of the treacherous guys, right? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was just like, I don't I don't even think this is like uh, I don't, I think this is their category to be like snubbed over. Yeah. At, like. yeah, what's so weird is that I don't think of humanity much as a VR game, you know what I mean? Because you can play humanity without VR. Yeah, it's like sure. more VR adjacent. So Synapse is the only is the only one out of all of the. And 
I feel Synapse and Horizon and Call of the Mountain are like VR, it's strictly VR games. The thing is that I have heard many people say that Horizon Call of the Mountain is not good. I've heard it many times. Like people have said it's actually pretty disappointing. So, yeah, I mean, it's a triple. It's supposed to be like a high budget AAA VR game too. So, uh, like, and it doesn't quite nail that. Yeah, if people compare it to Link's Crossbow Training from the Wii, it's like a super mm. pretty Link's Crossbow Training. That's kind of like weird. And I know that people have made the joke that it will make people hate the idea of climbing because you have to do a lot of like climbing <laughs> yourself. Yeah. So. I feel this one, Horizon Call of the Mountain, got in there because it's like a big name, not because it was like well, particularly well received. I know Synapse was well received. I feel like humanity, because of the pedigree behind it, like that could get its not. It's just that to me, I don't think of it as a VR only thing. If for some reason people really bowed just on what is a VR only experience that's actually good, I feel like, yeah, it, it could go to Synapse. I'll vote Synapse for this okay. one, just on that. Yeah. But you just do the humanity. Yeah, I'm humanity <laughs> for sure. Best community support. Uh, so Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, and No Man's Sky. Another example of not having your finger on the pulse. Have you been hearing everything that's been happening with Destiny 2? The recent layoffs. Yeah, I, and I always hear there's there's controversy there. Like, yeah. I always hear that yeah. there's controversy with Destiny <laughs> But what's so funny is that they, the community team got laid off recently. Despite Although, the trend. All of them? Yes. Like the majority of them. That's rough. It, yeah, and they got nominated for this. Was like, wow. It's like, wow. It's like, that's rough. That's insensitive too. Yes, <laughs> it's rough. Yes, uh, and it just imagine if Saha won, they would be like pouring salt to the wound. <laughs> that all yeah. the people. Have, yeah, so Final Fantasy fourteen has always had like one of the greatest uh, community supports that I always hear. It's like it ha- they have a very healthy community. It's rare for you to hear controversies happening in that game, or like they need to be like putting out fires. So. I don't know like what particularly has happened with Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty from a community support perspective that justifies it here. I also feel like I heard enough about the Baldur's Gate 3 community that has been like very uh transparent from like moving moving on from its early access into this thing, uh and telling people about patches and all that. I feel like Baldur not understanding what's been like i bet a lot of people are kind of like in our both it's like what's particular that has happened with these five games from a community support this year i feel there people are gonna default to Baldur's game three in yeah. this one I, i'm also yeah yeah i was just about to say i'm also good, like omitting that i'm like mm-hmm. omitting i'm like i'm not an expert in any of these because i don't i the community aspect hasn't uh-huh. really affected me at all and i'm mm-hmm. a single player gamer so i'm like I don't, I have no no dog in this fight. I also don't yeah. have any guesses. Yeah, so I'll guess Baldur's Gate three. Just just kind of like I see a lot of people gonna default to that one. Yeah, so. for sure. Best mobile game. Uh, again, if, again, if people must have probably seen what's popular right now because it's no like dog uh, in this fight. Don't yes. know, don't even know any mobile games. Yes, I played Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis because I wanted because I had heard that this is basically. The remake everyone wanted the remake to be kind of like is the same game, the same RPG, just like with better graphics, and it's kind of like that, slapped into a gacha game. So it's like, oh. yeah, it's basically that. I don't know why this is here because the gacha side of things ruins that game, but it's like it has great production value. It's like at least the music's cool, but Honkai Star Rail, I can see this winning because Keely has a good relationship with level of infinite and like that. Uh, that china pocket it's like because i don't know anything about monster hunter now a hello kitty game like what the fuck 
man. Uh, must have been yeah. good to get here, I guess. Yeah. Is it though? Well, I have no idea. I, I don't know. They might be in the, a week a week year for mobile games. I have yeah. no idea. Oh yes. So I'll just go and say Honkai Star Rail. Just uh-huh. yeah, just 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 cause because it has like a more understandable name. But again, it's like a bad. They're just listed games. So this is definitely yeah right yeah this this is definitely more your boat because I know you played a bunch of these and you have like strong opinions for these. The best debut indie Ooh. game. So Cocoon Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. Like. The only one that I really haven't heard much is Benba. Uh, Benba's but... good. It's 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 an acquired taste, though I will say. Yeah, like C- Cocoon, obviously that that was like a surprise hit late this mm-hmm. year. Dredge was a surprise early, especially in Pizza Tower in, in platformers. Well, I know you sung the praises of that one. Pizza Tower was really good. Dredge is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Pizza and Tower, Viewfinder, right yeah, there, right there. yeah, Viewfinder was interesting, like kind of like that. The whole like you take pictures to like build a level and all that in, in angles up. It's a really good puzzle game as well. I am, yeah, this is a category that's hard. I'm talking yeah. about hard because it is, I think that like all these can make a case. Um, representation wise, it's no it's no question that Vimba has a representation marker mm-hmm. unlocked. Pizza Tower is probably the most unique premise here because it's mm-hmm. like Wario meets Mario. It's uh-huh. like, yeah, and, but like every level is different. You think Wonder is different. It's like, uh, Every level is a, a wonder plant, like a wonder plant in in. It's uh, it's it's basically pizza tower. The wonder the wonder tower, plants. Yeah. <laughs> it, every level is like that. Every single level, and then like you get to the end of the level, and it's and like you get to every end of the level, and you thinking like, okay, I did pretty well. Now then, it gives you the the challenge of like, hey, you have to speed run before you have to speed run back to the beginning of the level um in order to actually beat the level and Mm -hmm. you can't just speed run and there's a timer there there's like you there's something always chasing after you a a la crash bandicoot style but in a 2d Uh in a 2d way that you have to make it through all these like puzzle elements that you you set in place and re unpuzzleize them and make it through i've never seen anything like that i think is i i think pizza tower is probably one of the best games i've played this year but i will probably say Dredge is probably gonna win this year. Yeah, I feel it's between Dredge and uh, Cocoon. Cocoon because a good one too. Yeah, Cocoon specifically because of the recency bias that Mm -hmm. that that especially because Dredge came out super early this year. So it's definitely a toss up between those two. I would go Cocoon. You go Dredge. Yeah, I I would love to do that. And and Dredge also has DLC that came out today. So like that will help them. Yeah. Yeah, that that would help. That would help it then to bring it back again to like the forefront in, in people's minds. So, and Pizza Tower, uh, unfortunately, is just on Steam still, from what I saw. Like, it still it still doesn't have like a console release. So. No, I, I, yeah, I, I think in twenty twenty four is when they'll probably get that over. I do think it did well enough that they're probably pushing for a console release though. They gotta because that would. I bet you if if, if Pizza Tower had uh, a console release this year, more people would have played it also. So. Or yeah, no, sure. even if it was just on Switch, kind of like what Dave the Diver did, mm-hmm. because at least that one came out came out on Switch. So it's so good. Dave the Diver, so damn good too. Yeah. And speaking of now, moving over to uh, best indie game, which is between Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. I feel Dave the Diver, despite like all the controversies with Nexon polishing and all that, I feel that's the one that gets it. Uh, do you think? Or do you think feel Dredge? Here's what's funny because there's the debut indie game and then there's indie game and there's like overlap. With two of these, 
Mm-hmm. I can see like one. We're, let's give it to Dredge here, and then let's give it to this other one over here. So, their name, the, the indie category, is one that I think could benefit also from like an expanded, like mm-hmm. yeah, expanded split and such like that. Because I'm like, uh, if there's there's not gonna be a triple A horror game that's like really going to take the world by storm every single year and there's mm-hmm. a lot of lot of those like i said earlier there's also like that best family game best plat- puzzle platform or all those kinds mm-hmm. of different things like best puzzle game i think if we did like a best puzzle game category indie game would probably take that like nine times out of ten but mm-hmm. like yeah but he, going back to the point though um sea of stars you're gonna get to see stars okay i think the game pass thing is really gonna help that to yeah. where, like, and the ps plus remember this is yeah, like PS a plus, simultaneous yeah. simultaneous review so people could play it like yeah. uh yeah i feel it's definitely between sea of stars and dave the diver especially because this is the only place where dave the diver is in and that definitely was was like a favorite for the people that played it and obviously enough for them to put it here in the list mm-hmm. so yeah you you go see of stars i'll go dave the diver for yeah it, i think for, that's good yeah so Best ongoing game. So Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Again, this just feels like, let's just put games that are always here, but let's just add Cyberpunk 2077 here because we got to put it somewhere so we could try to award it something, even though I tell you, like, Cyberpunk 2077 is not a live service like these other four games. It was literally just, it got an expansion and obviously patches for that game to run better, but it's not, like, meant to be an ongoing game. So... No, but I mean, they rechanged everything about that. Oh, game. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's like everything. That, it, that's what's so funny. It's like, it, that's why it gets modeled because it's like the way it changed everything for 2.0 heading into Phantom Liberty is similar to what you see in a live service game. It's just, yeah. it's not one like as you would traditionally know it. I feel because of the extent of the changes, even though it doesn't really belong here, I feel Cyberpunk's going to win it. I hope so. Uh, I yeah, would so. probably take out Genshin Impact, by the way, and yeah. put in Vampire Survivor. Because uh, I think, because I think, like Vampire Survivor got a huge, huge, huge moment in the sun this this week uh, year. By, with the like, four player co op, right? The co op, the uh-huh. multi, the multiplayer, and the co op element of it, and the fact that like it also got put on like um the Netflix, uh, the Netflix things. And I'm like. Yeah. It, it got it's, it got to switch also. It's, it's only missing a PlayStation release now, so it's like it, it proliferated more. Yeah, so, but maybe you disagree because like I I have no idea about Genshin Impact. I just haven't heard very much of it this year. That's what's so funny. I haven't heard much of Apex from Fortnite and Genshin Impact either. And even Final Fantasy fourteen, this is, has not been a release year for them. The only mm-hmm. thing that they announced is the expansion for next year that's going to be very One Piece themed. But it's like a pirate treasure thing. I love that, but yeah, so it was like. That's like the only thing, but none of these games had anything notable, like really notable. So because of that, I feel Cyberpunk is going to win this thing, even though it does not make sense based on like... That's the only one I give, uh, give a... Exactly. So, congrats, yeah, I would say that because, again, keeping in the theme that the voters, the the, the panel of those on this thing don't give a rat ass about it, like why they put these games here, they're going to give it to Cyberpunk. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll vote Cyberpunk for this one, for Same. that one. Games for Impact, for a thought-provoking game with pro-social meaning or message. I know there was a, this game about the Holocaust that didn't make it here. That would have been, like, a really interesting one. It's so, tough. This is yeah. a tough category, though, man. By, by the way, didn't Bo- Goodbye Volcano High not... Wasn't that game very good, either? <laughs> so it was like... Uh, I mean, it's a it's a mixed bag. I think it, was, yeah. I think it averages around that 7 to 6 out of 10 okay. range. So it's yeah, not so like it's, like, super good, but it's not like it's super bad, either, though. Yeah. It's just a good game. 
Yeah, to Chia, uh, I didn't like it much. I thought mm. I found it very boring. I don't know like what to Chia did for like what pro social message it put other than representing like Hawaiian style kind of like you know that uh, that island style group of people, Pacific Islanders. Other than that, so. Do you, do any of these other games like at least when you think about like uh, for a pro social message like stand out more to you from this because I have no I have no like vote in this I, I have no vote in this race. <laughs> um, Goodbye Volcano High was very um very good about representation as far as like as far scalies. as people from you know, scalies from all <laughs> you know, scalies that's funny but yeah um. <laughs> But yeah, all different sort of like sexualities and all, mm -hmm. all that kind of things as well. And from a teenage perspective, it did very well with that. I think um, I would probably say a season for the Unbound, a, a space for the Unbound, though, is like, oh, so good. So good. The writing is so good. The representation mm -hmm. of it is so good. The fact the like the the culture that they're trying to depict uh -huh. is a uh, one that I don't see in video games very often. I think mm -hmm. that I think that wins it with a I don't want to say with a bullet, but are really kind of like see that as a. I see the art style and just in the art style alone, I think I'll I'll put my hand my my <laughs> my hat on this one, even if I don't know Space much. For the Unbound might be uh -huh. one of the best, and I've you know I play narrative games like basically yeah, like it's that's, the, that's your beat mm -hmm. yeah it is one of the best narratives of this year it is also one of the best like best pixel art that i've seen this year one of them at least because david mm -hmm. diver is phenomenal as well but um yeah i think uh, yeah that representation aspect of it yeah i could definitely see um space for the unbound probably winning this one yeah all right I'll, I'll i'll throw my hat on that just on your recommendation <laughs> hopefully you don't you don't like uh steer me wrong in this one but who knows I mean, because all, there's like i told that. you all of them could, could uh -huh. be yeah. like that yeah. except for but vimba i mean also has the the bump mm -hmm. of having it's been on game pass it's also like more people yeah. have been able to play it because of that mm -hmm. Yeah, the space for unbound had a moment though at the beginning of the year but that was the beginning yeah. of the year and now. also yeah and also um a reminder that apparently I, I think 50 percent of the vote is counted from my fans obviously mm -hmm. critics put like the final tally but a fan vote can help like push it up so vanba has that that experience that uh that that possibility so yeah now uh best performance uh from all of these based on seeing the win at the golden joystick award i think i feel ben star got this in the back especially because oh, i disagree but here's the thing, like, I know Idris, Idris Elba's character has been like such a standout, also. Mm -hmm. But there's also kind of, like, I can imagine a lot of people being like, do we want to like reward a usually an actor from movies for this? Or do we want to give the, the word someone that's more like in the voice acting range that's not usually in the, uh, in the whatchamacallit? Uh, Idris Elba is a movie star. Ben Starr isn't. So it's like, mm -hmm. Ben Starr like represents, it feels like more represents. Kind of like the pockets similar to Yuri Lowenthal in the in this one. Like I feel Yuri had like a really good uh, turn with uh, with Spider-Man too. The things that uh, me knowing that you haven't seen a lot of uh, Final Fantasy 16 also still is like Ben Star like Aquatil like you're still to see a, a bunch of like Ben Star's best moments still to come from that oh, game. I, I think so. I think yeah. it's like I don't doubt he's phenomenal in it. I think yeah. he's been good so far. I just you know like mm. I'm just looking at this like popularity of what people played this year. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised if it's Yuri or or um, Idris. Ben Star also has like a big advantage. It's like Ben Star has been like in the media circle a lot. He's become really good friends. Like, such a charismatic like persona for so yeah. many people that a lot of people are like so in the back for him that I can see. That's how they. 
I don't see Final Fantasy 16 winning like RPG, like best RPG. No, that's things not gonna. They, they're not gonna win that. Easy. So it's like there are two categories that I see. Uh, yeah, yeah. There are two. There are two categories that I see. Uh, what you might call it? Uh, Final Fantasy 16 winning, and that's be, that's between uh, the best performance with Ben Starr because of just the the industry. I, I tell you, even a lot uh, when I saw the, the the nominees coming in. And I see so many of like the reviewers and so many of the people that that wanted to uh, reward stuff. Like when they saw that Ben Stark got nominated, he was the one that a lot of people were like, "Yes, Ben Stark! Thank God you got nominated." So I feel he does have uh, from the critics. I feel like he has won enough uh, support that I feel that's the one that you're gonna give it give it to him. So. So I definitely gotta say Ben Star for this one, but again, I feel like Jury and, and Idris are like the other two that uh, are like strong. Like Melanie Lubert, Saga Anderson, she was good in Alan Wake too, but uh, I feel like I've, I've I've seen better like other performances. Even uh, even I like Cal Kestis's performance more than I did Melanie Lubert, Saga Anderson, and Jedi Survivor. Even though I love Alan Wake too, so Neil Newborn could also be like a surprise because Asterion, I feel it's one that people Asterion's are not like. really good. Yeah, and to me, like, think about it this way. In the brief time that I played BG3 before I deleted it, it's like, because obviously you can pick Asterion. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, in, like just just in the intro video that you can see of that, I was like, I was very, like, mesmerized by this character. So I was like, that's cool that it happened just with the intro video. So. He's good. So yeah, good so, in that role. Yeah. And also, like in the Golden Joystick, remember, Ben Star wanted there. So there's yeah. already, yeah. So I feel, I feel he has a strong person. I'm gonna go Ben Star for this one. So okay, I'll go Idris just okay. just so they have a, a famous person there. Yes, <laughs> yes, that can also be the one because again, like the intersection of like movie the, the movie industry with the game or sometimes can be like uh, really uncomfortable in the game awards. Remember Al Pacino last year? Al Pacino, yeah. <laughs> And uh, Chris Judge, like Chris thirty Judge's minutes. Speech was amazing, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it just thirty minutes too long. <laughs> that speech was good, though. That speech yeah. was really good. Yeah, it was so funny though that Jeff Keighley was like speeding through everything else after that uh-huh. speech. It was so funny. But I think what made it so funny was that uh, he had the made it the decks. point the Steam Deck. So it was like a lot of people want Steam Decks. <laughs> thanks uh-huh. to uh, thanks Chris to Chris Judge. Judge. Yeah. Best audio design, I tell you, it's like it's no contest to me. It's Alan Wake too. In the effort from this one, it's like the way it's like sound horrifies you in this game. It's beyond like recognition, especially like it's it's like so not a lot of that game. It's defined by its atmosphere, and I feel like Alan Wake too is like very defined by like its sounds. Like when you're playing Alan Wake during the dark place, and you hear, hear a lot of wake, wake, and. Uh, it's like you always feel startled because like the the shadow enemies you never know like which shadow is like just chilling or which was a real enemy that like it always like unnerves you it's like there's something about like that that game is that like, to me i said it's like that game is a presentational marvel like uh it's mix of any any sort of presentation from it's like fmb is to actual cutscenes and the sound design all of it together i feel like that that could be one that alan way 2 does win uh, even though hi-fi rush use of uh use of music was also very innovative that yeah. could also that I could see the innovative use of sound in that game with its comment and all that could be why it gives it also best audio design. Yeah, this piece remakes like audio. It's my thing is that I wasn't too surprised with much of that game because a lot of like what that game did, the remake did in audio, is what the original did in audio. So I feel I've heard it before. That, yeah, it's so uh, I feel like that 
the more impressive aspect of Dead Space Remake was more its visual lift up more than the audio. So that's why I'm like, yeah. And also like Resident Evil 4 Remake, uh, I also feel like uh, in audio quality and all that, also RE2 it was similar. Village also was similar, so to me it's not much of a standout. And I feel like Marvel Spider-Man 2 when it comes to audio, I want to hear like... Phenomenal I don't, though, man. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't feel like it's much of a standout to me for, for, for that game. As great as it is, like I feel like uh, when I think about Spider-Man Two, I don't think about its audio, or I, I don't think about its score either. So that's what oh, I'm like, I do, yeah. man, because like that, the way they switch, like inter- like to the mouse beat with the traps of the Spider-Man okay. beat. Yeah, yeah that's oh. not the only thing. Yeah, to and me, then, that's like, cool. Uh, to me, it, that is cool. I feel like the uses of sound in the other games are, uh, except Resident Evil for me is like a little bit more impactful for those games. Yeah. So I then on Spider-Man Two, every villain has a theme. Like every villain, and like they're and they play them no matter like if there's like a subtle hint towards those villains. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. But um, I would probably say that you know, oddly enough, I think High Fire Rush probably wins this one. Yeah, it's like, bet- yeah, it's, it's between Alan Wake two and High Fire Rush for this one. So uh, I'll go Alan Wake, you go High Fire Rush for the competition. Okay. Yeah. So that is between those two. It's something when I think about like I feel audio for those games is definitely more defined than the other three. I feel like Spider Man two is more defined more by its like story performances and even the gameplay more like more like than its sound audio is still there it's just like the other games are like elevated by their audio so and then best score in music uh so i'll say outright that if zelda ends up winning this i'm gonna go burn this this thing into the ground i'll just say this it has one cool music piece at the very end which is epic other than that is like the other four games definitely had much more cooler uh scores like in the little that I play of Baldur's Gate 3, it has a really cool score. Like, really Alan Wake 2 is like a... It, the score interspersed with its gameplay is actually really clever, especially when you see that we sing. And obviously, Hi-Fi Rush is... Uh, its score is, like, interspersed with, like, how you play that game. That's kind of like mm-hmm. the whole thing. When it comes to, like, rousing emotions and all that, I feel that Final Fantasy 16 got this in the back. But I don't... That, that like, music doesn't account for taste either. So it's like... My vote would be Final Fantasy 16 because it's like my, it's been my favorite soundtrack of the year. But I feel there's four, there's four like outside of Zelda for me. There's like four, four games here that make their case. Do you feel? Yeah, uh, man, I'm I'm right there with you. I would probably give this a Final Fantasy 16 because I do think like the mm-hmm. people voting for this really do like an orchestral like score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think and, like that. And I would like, especially here because I keep saying it's like. Uh, the only reason why I would have loved Final Fantasy 16 to have been in the six at the end, the medley. You know how they mix like the mm-hmm. four medleys? Like, how cool would it have been to hear one of those songs like mixing the medley of that instead of fucking Resident Evil yeah. Four? But yeah, it's like they really screwed up. They 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 they, they were like the, the the panel that chose those games like robbed us from this. And I would <laughs> hope though, because here's the thing: like this could go between Final Fantasy 16 and All Awake Two for me because you know how sometimes the Game Awards always has like a mid-show like musical interlude. Last year was the Hosan uh, song from Ragnarok that was like in the credits. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, Keely always does that. I can imagine like uh, the orchestra trying to do the soca and so a bunch of the music from sixteen kind of like as a middle, like mm-hmm. interlude because it's so cool, it's so epic and and the orchestra. Uh, uh, do you remember that Jeff Keighley did like a concert earlier this year, like by, like like in an yeah. auditorium? So sixteen was there, 
And it was like I in LA, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was at LA, so it was like kind of at an auditorium. It was like so so cool. And Final Fantasy scene was the the orchestra played that music. There is the same orchestra that plays at the Game Awards, so they already had that. So they already practiced some of those songs. So I can imagine like they could do that if it wins. The thing is that if you've seen the We Sing uh, section of Alan Wake Two, where like the band or like, the music is like. I can imagine, like, if that wins, they could also do a performance of, like, the most iconic scene of that game also. And I think a lot of people will love seeing that. So, to me, it's like, I would love for FF16 to win this. I see Alan Wake 2 and the relationship that Jeff Keighley has with Sam Lake and Remedy. Kind of, like, leaning something. Like, even though there's just something, it's just association alone. It's, like, puts in here, like, when the churches... Uh, band played at the Game Awards in 2019. That's, like, the, the band for Death Stranding. Like... Out of I everything, be, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got Jack Black to sing Peaches or Peach. God damn it. <laughs> yes, I, I can imagine just being like, they, they something wins best score in music and then they have Jack Black singing Peaches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that would be a travesty. But I, I would hope, like, to me, out of any, it, this is so funny, it's like, this is my game of the year moment for me, the best score music for like, I want FS16 because I want that orchestra to play live. Because yeah. so it's such a, it's such a cool music. It's like that is like the element other than its story that like stands out so much for that me and that game is in its highs because its highest highs are like complemented by the songs that happens in that game. Like just wait until you find more of the icons. Oh man, mm -hmm. <laughs> just wait, just wait for that. It's like those moments are worthy, are worth the slow touch. So best art direction. It's between Alan Wake Two, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and and the land of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. To me, our direction for this one, it has to go to. Uh, to me, it's between the first three: uh, Alan Wake Two, A High Fire Rush, and Lies of P. Like I feel, Alan Wake Two has great art direction in like a more photorealistic sense. Like that's a beautiful game. Um, mm -hmm. High Fire Rush is like more. Um, it's more. It's definitely cartoony, in yeah. a way that yeah. in, in a way that does stand out in that. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate if High Fire Rush wins that. The Lies of P art style is very striking, also, but also it's very reminiscent of Bloodborne, just prettier. Yeah. It's like a prettier it's just Bloodborne. Gothic, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I do feel it's between Hi-Fi Rush and Alan Wake Two. What do you think? Like, I, it's, it's between I, those two. I think it's between Alan Wake Two and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yeah, I can imagine that because there are some moments of, I, I, yes, especially during the uh, flower sections where it completely mm -hmm. changes its art style. It, it can be very striking with Mario Wonder. It's like. In case Mario Wonder doesn't win Family Game, I can see, like, you know how they like giving it a one award or something? Yes, I can see Art Direction can win here. Uh, Tears has great Art Direction, but I feel the Wonder Art Direction is so much more striking and prettier. Like, I feel I, like it's... I don't think I don't think Tears of the Kingdom is a great-looking game, if I'm being honest. I think it's, like... From a, from a rust, there's specific moments, like, in the macro, it looks great. It's in the, mic, mm -hmm. in the in micro, like, you see the blandness of some stuff that... Uh, it's propped up in the macro in the art style, but that's why I say like Wonder just like between those two games from a visual perspective for the Switch, Wonder is the better looking game. So yeah, so yeah. So you gonna go Wonder for this one? I'm actually gonna go Alan Wake too. I like but... to okay. I'll go Wonder for, okay. for, for to see us for the competition. So best narrative. Shit. Shit. <laughs> this one's super tough. I have heard. I, I haven't haven't experienced it myself. I've heard phenomenal things about the Phantom Liberty uh, story. It's so good, so good. Baldur's Gate three, 
It's not even a question. Ste- stepping uh, stepping aside my biases on how it plays, I understand what it does for narrative. That's sprawling in such a like insane way. Not attempted by many games. Uh, Alan Wake 2 story doesn't have like a conclusive, satisfying ending because obviously they're going to continue it. But the way it tells that story is one of the coolest of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 stories has, to me, the biggest emotional highs but in pockets it's not like an overall story but it's just like the emotional it's like that's the one game out of this fight that made me cry this year like oh, literally cool. yeah so no in fact yeah it is like spider-man 2 i like the story a lot it's just like you you can hear it in the spoiler because it's like to me it's like i like it's third act the best for, for spider-man 2 there's a lot of that story that i like that i was like Ah, it's like I'm not sure about this Craven stuff and all that. Even though there's some cool emotional moments with Spider-Man too. To me, it's like between like 16 and Marvel Spider-Man 2, 16 like hit me more emotionally, especially with some of the themes later in that story about brotherhood and family. But oh man, I, yeah, I feel that same way about Spider-Man, about like mentorship, about like grief, about how mm-hmm. you handle how you're handling your sense of responsibility. I feel like you, everything you're saying about Final Fantasy 16, I'm like, I get that in Spider-Man as far as like themes and such, but you know, I, I and would and probably That say, makes more sense for me. 16, what? I experienced it first before yeah. Spider-Man. So Spider-Man was like, when they did it, it didn't quite, that didn't quite register for me as much. So, but if I like, the thing that did register for me with Spider-Man was their second chances in redemption theme that mm-hmm. it's driven home. Uh, through Harry Osborne and even later, we're not gonna spoil more. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I feel these, the five of these are really strong. Uh, I feel Baldur's Gate three is like an achievement and like sprawling, uh, choice based narrative and how it's like uh, the experience that you, it wins it. Yeah, because of that, because of that ambition, I, I see it winning. Even though all narratives from all of these five are like really strong, and I feel Alan Wake two, the way it tells the story is the coolest out of this five. But I don't know who wins it here. So. For chasing for, 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 for giggles, you go Baldur's Gate three. I'm gonna go Alan Wake two in this one. Okay. Best game direction, Baldur's Gate three. That I, I'm not gonna even entertain the other ones. Like just uh, even though I feel Alan Wake two because of the way it tells a story. Again, like uh, how it uses like Paul and I make the joke is like Alan Wake two is one of those weird games that transcends being the game because it's like it mixes it being a video game. Telling stories like it's movies or TV, mixing all of those things together in a way that still makes it feel like a video game. We always feel like, a, like for example, like Marvel Spider-Man 2, like as a game, it's like it, like many Sony games, it's like it aspires for cinema, it aspires for the HBO style and all that, but it's like it's aspiring to be what the what other mediums are. While Alan Wake 2 does that, but still feels uniquely a video game in a way that's so cool, especially in the in, in that we sing chapter is like the perfect example of like all of those mediums coming together like that. Uh Zelda and Mario don't belong here. Sorry. <laughs> like, it's the game direction, like it, it doesn't for me for me personally. So I, I feel like this is between Alan Wake 2 and, and Baldur's Gate 3 also. So because it's like Baldur's Gate 3 is like it takes mastery to be as sprawling and as buried of a game as that is. Mm-hmm. To me. So I'm going to say you three. Yeah. yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll again. I'll go Alan Wake two in this one. Just to see because if you this this is the categories. This are the two games that had the most nominations of everything. This mm-hmm. feel like the more that based on like the approaches. One is like an achievement in like in game storytelling, and and Baldur's Gate three is an achievement in actual uh, 
narrative building. So it's like they're both achievements in their own right. So that's why yeah, they feel sure. like a. That's why they feel like the, the the big ones. And then obviously game of the year. It's gonna be Baldur's Gate three. If there's gonna be a surprise, I can see Alan Wake two based on like it's huh. late uh, between these two. Actually, I feel like the what is the Canelo versus Triple H fight of this year when it comes to like Triple year, G. Feels, Triple G, yeah. Triple Because I'm like, G. Triple H is WWE. Wrestling. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew it was Triple G. So it's like, who are like the two heavyweights? Uh, I feel it's between those two. Kind of like a Alan Wake 2 benefits also a lot from the recency bias. So wait, so wait, you don't consider Zelda to be part not of anymore. The, the big not, two? Yeah, the not year? anymore. Yeah, not anymore because I feel like. Um, Zelda, especially the earliest it's come out, and also think about it this way, especially like, see where it's been leaning just recently with the Joystick Awards. I feel a lot of critics, especially the ones that are going to ultimately decide this thing, were more surprised with Baldur's Gate 3 than they were Zelda. I feel Zelda, like, definitely, uh, when it comes to game design and them pushing what is even possible within the hardware and, like, even an open-world game of, like, making, like, bringing the... Uh, Kind of like I mentioned uh, before, kind of like the malleability of like a Minecraft into like a very uh, polished authored game. It's like something that is like uh, it, many developers were like, I feel Zelda has more of a shot of winning a dice. Like I said, like in developer for developers that vote with, for each other. I, uh. I, yeah, I, I can see that like it has more of a shot there. Baldur's Gate 3 feel, it feels like if there's something that I understand, especially for game of the year, people love surprise. People are like, I was not expecting this to be as good as it was. I feel that carries a lot of weight. I don't think people were expecting Baldur's Gate 3 to be this like, uh, this kind of like, run, like, like almost not runaway, but uh, when we started the year, was Baldur's Gate 3 even in the conversation? No. No. I would dare say no. No, they so like that, a dark horse. Uh, uh -huh. They like a dark horse, like you're saying. But yeah, it uh -huh. is one of those things to where I'm like, it's weird though, because like, mm -hmm. I, it's still like I don't think uh, I don't think as many people played Baldur's Gate three yeah. as Tears of the Kingdom though, mm -hmm. and I don't think it I don't even think it got reviewed as much either. Mm -hmm. Like I think there's because there are some people who like mm -hmm. despite how fat how good the the, the mm -hmm. how good Baldur's Gate three is they're not mm -hmm. gonna play it because of the genre it's in, and that's not not yeah. a bad thing. It's just mm -hmm. it's not it's Zelda appeals to a whole bunch of people that and also like. Let's let's face it. There mm -hmm. is an unbiased uh, a Nintendo, yeah, a Nintendo bias. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, there's people who like there's nostalgia people mm -hmm. and there's Nintendo people, and they combine yeah. and they vote hard for the shit they love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they do. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just it is. It's just a a fact of life. Yeah. It's just one of those things. And that's why how they they got that runaway win back in 2017 from from many places. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 was only review of 40 critics less. It has like a hundred something reviews and it's still, it has like a 96. Also next to Zelda's 96. Mm -hmm. I know like uh, the Game Awards, at least when they vote, again, kind of like them not really thinking much about like, because again, like they just throw these categories because they care more about their own reward, awards, a lot of these outlets, because they actually put thought into why they choose things for themselves yeah. instead of like their... Uh, I know that there is an apprehension of trying to give the same sequel to a game, back-to-back -back games of the year. And if it, and if the opportunity arises, they will like to award something else. That I know, like, for example, uh, you know, for example, Rockstar won GTA 5 in 2013. 
uh, and Red Dead Redemption in 2010. Obviously, two separate, same company, but two different franchises. Mm -hmm. Red Dead 2, the better reviewed game that year, didn't win in 20 uh, in 2018. That was God of War. Then uh, Ragnarok, despite being the most nominated and winning the most categories throughout last year, who ended up winning at the end, Elden Ring. So I feel there's kind of like an inherent, uh, if they can and if they can justify it, they would rather give it to someone new. And Baldur's Gate 3, when you th think of the pocket of the reviews, that is like the only game that scored the same as Zelda. That would be like the one, especially if recently winning Critics' Choice uh, over... Or oh, was that Alan Wake? No, no, Alan Wake won the Critics' Choice Award. And I the, think Alan the, Wake won that. But, I, you yeah. know, like, uh, I on, what you're on, saying. On the they, joystick, so. they do love a surprise there. And I, mm -hmm. I, I'm right there with you. Like, mm -hmm. I normally would think that. But, uh, like... It's just damn. Uh, I, yeah. I, I. It's, it's hard stump. for me to. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to live in a world where I, I always like shrug. My, I always roll my eyes and say like, "Uh, this is another Zelda." Yeah. And I'm like, because it's like, I see Zelda skate by on mm -hmm. so many things to where I'm like, <laughs> okay, people know it's like, mm -hmm. he's a name, no name character. Uh, like he's a a, a voiceless character who very mm -hmm. has a punch, a uh, personality of a sponge. Who normally mm -hmm. like wins a lot of these awards yeah because like because i get it it's it's more nostalgia and it's more like a couple of gimmicks and and they go he goes away with it but like mm -hmm. it's yeah, hard with for game me design to, especially yeah yeah and i'm like it's hard for me to like un unlearn that uh mm -hmm. bias of like oh zelda's probably gonna get this i'm like that's why i'm like i would love it to be boulder skate 3. i think it mm -hmm. deserves to be boulder skate 3. boulder skate yeah. 3 allows you to talk to animals and like mm -hmm. as it allows I've you seen to... it again. I've not even played it, but I've seen the videos. It's insane. I mean, just early on in the thing that I played, I befriended a brain. Yes, <laughs> I, had a, I had a brain as my mascot. I got killed by Cthulhu. That's why I like fuck this game. I deleted it. <laughs> so I killed my brain. So it's like it's it's like Baldur's Gate Three is like um the thing about it is because it's like not many people attempt the choice based narrative with that many outcomes like they do. So I yeah. feel like I feel like about like again like. Uh, why Breath of the Wild was like so impressive for so many people, even me, I've been very clear. I do love Tears of the Kingdom. I didn't love Breath of the Wild. To me, Breath of the Wild is the worst 3D Zelda game. And I feel very confident to say that because Tears of the Kingdom gave me what I wanted more out of a Zelda game with like some of the innovations that I do respect from the outside. Like Tears of the Kingdom did, uh, with Breath of the Wild did that. Uh, moved away from the Ubisoft style open world game into something more that people feel more appeal because it's like, no, you are empowered to you find your own fun. You define your own fun. That was like that what Breath of the Wild did. That's why like that won so many Game of the Year awards back in 2017, even though I didn't agree. Like I much I even prefer Mario Odyssey that year over that game. But with so Tears is like mm -hmm. sorry to interrupt, but like yeah. okay, so you have your you, you you've been listening to several different podcasts and, and mm -hmm. different things like that. I, I've been listening to a couple as well. It's like it, it, people who voted on this, people mm -hmm. in the industry that are like, uh, oh, you actually have a vote. Like, mm -hmm. how do you feel that they're leaning towards? Because, like, I think 50 you make... 50. That's what's nuts. It's 50 50 Selden Baldur's Gate, in a way. Uh, like, at least just hearing that. Just, just hearing from them. I'm leaning more Baldur's Gate, seeing the uh, ultimate game of the year award from the Golden Joystick to kind of give, give a tone of like where so many people are trying to lean more. So, and again, I, like, yeah. I, I don't know what, what IGN's thinking. Like I don't I don't know like the person. No, I know IGN for is. sure. I know IGN for sure. It's like leaning more Baldur's Gate. Okay. Like for 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 a surprise for a surprise element. Uh, and I think kind of funny is more Zelda. Yeah, 
Especially with oh. blessing, uh, with blessing and uh, and Tim and all that. Tim, so, yeah. yeah, I was just like, I, yeah, I because Gr- yeah, Greg already said that for his, his, his game of the year, Spider Man Two, and I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. Like, it, there's enough the sense. It's yeah. probably as close to mine too, but like yeah. close. I don't necessarily. To me, it's not even. To me, yeah, to me, it's like in my top ten, but it's not even close for me. Spider Man Two, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I like I like Spider-Man 2 a lot. Uh, in fact, kind of like what I was gonna say, like there's two games that I would have eliminated from this list. It's Resident Evil and Mario. I love oh, yeah. Mario. Yeah, I love Mario a lot. I reviewed it very highly. It's like it it was a lovely, wonderful experience, but it's still a Mario game. Like at the end of the day, it's like it's not what I except it's wins everywhere else. Like it was nominated, but for like game of the year, I would have swapped Resident Evil 4 and Mario. For Armored Core 6 and Final Fantasy 16, me for me and leave everyone else. Okay. So, okay. That, that, that would that would have been my like my picks. And even then, like I would even pull out Armored Core 6 away and and get Hi-Fi Rush in because here's what's so funny: Hi-Fi Rush got the same amount of nominations as Mario and Zelda. Think about that. It's and it's not even here. And Resident Evil right. and Resident Evil 4 got in even though it was only nominated twice. It's a travesty. I think I take off those same. I think yeah. I take those same two off. Uh-huh. And I would put in Street Fighter Six, and that's not even my genre. I'm just yeah. trying to be objective here. Mm-hmm. I'd that, put in that, Street... The best best review game out of those, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'd put in Street Fighter Six, and then I'd probably put in Sea of Stars. And, yeah, probably Sea of Stars because I think it. I think um, yeah, it's the based on reviews, based on mm-hmm. everything I've heard about it. You know, and like... before and before this year, always a token indie game was always up there. Yeah. Yeah. Here's also the weird thing, and again, the, the Remedy's technically an indie. That's what's so weird. But no, like I'm, I don't consider them that. They're like too high quality for to, to even be in that conversation. Kind of sim- similar to Baldur's Gate. So yeah, so that's why I'm like I'm thinking to myself. I'm like okay, um, like I I don't think Ari. I think Ari's the definitive. Like this probably shouldn't have been in yeah, here. Yeah, not this year. If yeah. we, I feel like if Ari Four had come out last year. Like last year when they were wanting for games, kind of like 2019 when they were also wanting for games. That's when I'm like, yeah, put them in. Totally put it in. Just not this year. I'm okay. Hot take here, by the way, before we go to our final predictions for yeah. for game of the year. Is this the last year we see an RE game for the for the foreseeable future being in a game of the year consideration? Because I'm I'm thinking it might be. It might be because we don't know when they're why. Wh- what's next for re right now it's like they're kind of quiet uh in, in regards to that because then the next time it would be it's either re5 remake or it's uh, re9 and i know they announced late like uh, a couple weeks ago that they're updating their engine actually kind of what we were talking about that one time however yeah. you were saying so it's like uh this was legit like i actually end up agreeing with you it's like i thought re engine looked great previous years this is the first year where they got lapped like severely so uh and I, I think I think with um Unreal and everything going on with like how how many games are starting to look great now, I'm like it's it's and, aging. It's aging yeah. like old milk. Yeah, and here's the thing with Unreal and, and Unreal Engine Five is not a uh, a silver bullet solution either. There's been a lot of mm-hmm. people that have been using Unreal that are, are actually like complaining that the the engine is actually too demanding. And like for example, yeah. there's a at Lords of the Fallen was an Unreal Five engine that was busted. Uh, mm-hmm. The PC requirements for Unreal Engine Five are also were uh, like are forty ninety and above for like good performance. It's like um, 
the look of Unreal Engine games is still like good, but in performance and trying to get like stability, it's like the that engine is not quite there. The only place where the RE engine beats so many engines is in performance, in the 60 frames and all that. Is like it's so consistent getting there, but the look of it, even Capcom agrees. It's time for an upgrade. They've been yep. using the same engine since 2017, and hey. Why is Capcom? We did that episode. Who are the king? The recent kings in the game development? It's like they could have easily been like, why do we even have to update things? We're look, our remake is game of the year. Like just think about it. It's like, but they're being proactive. Look how proactive they are to be like, no, we gotta like. That is a that that is a very that is a very responsible publisher that understands that even as they're relatively top of the line when it comes to uh, how like that they're able to honestly bamboozle people to convince them to be like yeah in such an amazing year we're we're gonna give re4 uh our slot one of the six six best slots in such a varied year uh yeah. that they're that proactive is like pretty impressive to me it's pretty impressive to their uh to their way to respond to some of even the things that were not weaknesses before but now are because imagine me... if i uh, go for it oh okay i was i'm sorry to interrupt i was just gonna say like we we're now past the beloved re's right now now we're getting close to like re5 was the the redhead stepchild right and the the hater one was six five was the uh where what are you doing yeah it's like it's a fun action game but you're like straying you're straying you're just starting to stray from what you need and then six one six was like one through four here's a car there's the road with five. We turn around the car. It's like, why do you take that road? And then six was diving off the cliff. <laughs> so, so it's like six took the wrong cliff, but then they kept uh, kept riding the road, and then six just fell off because it took the wrong road. So, and then they revitalized everything with seven. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it's like uh, the reason why I ask is because like seven sort of started this whole revitalization thing with them, but yeah. like is and that's kind of its marker more so than it is the quality of seven but like and its quality is like it's really good quality but like Mm -hmm. but what i'm getting at here is like eight just came and went it's not like it's eight was like this is everyone stop we gotta play eight yeah and and the weird thing is that eight wasn't the six in 2021 (laughs) that's what's so funny it was like it was it was the six finalists so yeah so i'm like eight kind of came and went but then like Mm -hmm does people are people expecting high things from a nine right now like and that that's the thing like um two is very beloved especially because it out of re2 and re4 re2 is more impressive because the change from you see the game what it was in ps1 to that one that was like a completely different game yeah, absolutely sure. completely and and four feels like Yes, there's elements of the original that are still there, even though they've changed some stuff, like even like the flow of stuff and even comment and all that. I feel like a remake is technically less impressive, but the underlying game is so fun that a lot of people do make the argument that from a fun factor, RE4 is definitely one of the more fun games to play this year, especially if yes. you're, if you're if it's up. But to me, it's like that's still like just the fact that it's still not as impressive. If RE2 had been this year instead of four, like in the, I think I would have more justified its inclusion here even though i'm like mm-hmm. i do feel this is a year where you could have like justified not putting re4 here like you could totally oh, yeah. especially be like especially be like i feel you put a remake to fill up a year especially if you're like okay we got six it's like do we have to fill out with something that feels legit i feel re4 would have been that but i don't feel it i don't feel it fits this year as much as i love that game but it's still kind of like bottom top 10 for me uh so, so I'm like, yeah, I would put it out, and then and again, Mario Bros. Wonder, I love Wonder, I would put it out also, because it's like, 
it's just another 2D Mario game. Like, a better execution of 2D Mario that 2D Mario hasn't had in a decade, but it's still 2D Mario. So it's like, that's yeah. why I'm like, I, I would rather reward some, something else. As much as I love it, as much as I adore sharing that game with my mom and dad, and then seeing the delight in their faces and the ingenuity of the uh, of the plant levels and all that, it's still a Mario game. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I would I would, I would, would put it out. Um, and I would have rather have other games in. And to me personally, it would have either been a mix of the three, either High Fire Rush, FF16, or Armor Core 6. And then yeah. leave everywhere, everything else. So, and then, and, and then, to me, the weird thing is uh, Spider-Man Two. Like, to me personally, like, there's m- many, many other games that I prefer. Like, in fact, the two games that I would swap RE4 and Mario War for, I prefer them over Spider-Man Two. But Spider-Man Two, it reviewed so well, and I like enough enough about it that I don't mind it being here. It's just not like the one that I feel the strongest, but I do believe that it deserves to be in that list. So. Those are the, my two switches. So, yeah, I, I would, say, yeah, I would say like the biggest shocker out of all this winning would be Alan Wake Two, but that would also be like the recency and the surprise that were you expecting Alan Wake Two to be as beloved as it was? Like, I had no expectations for Alan Wake one way or another. If I'm being yeah, honest, yeah, exactly. But but think about it this way: it's like even you knowing that because it was a survival horror game, you were not gonna like play it. Were you expecting the championing this game would have had no, that? It's no. the one that tied Baldur's Gate with the most awards like no I, I, I wasn't ex- yeah. I wasn't expecting that I also I also think we are also going through like a almost like a thirst and a renaissance for um mm-hmm. survival horror that yeah. we like the RE kind of birth there like mm-hmm. survival horror is like in its bag right now not just yeah. in quality but like the thirst for that genre yeah and and I would even say like Alan Wake 2 takes the RE remake bag and like elevates it like oh, yeah. I absolutely adore like what Alan Wake 2 did. It's like, I've never been more unnerved with a game in years. Like, really unnerved. It takes a lot for me to be unnerved. And the funny thing is, they did that without monsters. That is like, the strength of, like, their presentation. And the, the, the presentation marvel that is that game. To make me that unnerved. And, and, and what it does. And, like, how engrossing it is. And, like, how it mixes its mediums. So, so what's uh, your final prediction? I would say... Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 would win based on the recent tilt of what I've heard from some critics. Okay. Uh, my dark horse would be Alan Wake 2. Okay. Like that that's, that's kind of I'm let's me let's use this like this category to kind of like give her first one and then a soft one. Kind of like so those are like my two like Baldur's Gate 3 and then Alan Wake 2 just on the recency of it all and a surprise of, of everything. So those are okay. like the two. Mm-hmm. What about you? I think I think mine is going to be Baldur's Gate 3, and I think Tears of the Kingdom would be... You're going to go for Zelda, yeah. And the other one that I wouldn't be surprised if it was one. Yeah, and I can imagine you potentially getting that if for some reason boats are split. That's yeah. kind of like, I've, from what I understood, based on what some people have talked behind the scenes of how the Game of the Year thing went on 2019, the boat was so split that Sekiro won by a hair. Yeah, that's crazy. It was split, it was split by so many that then Sekiro just kind of like snuck through. Just because of, of how split it was, so that's it's just a we'll fun. See what happens? Yeah, it's just a fun. I, I I do know that uh, as loud as Tears of the Kingdom praise was around launch, and you remember because I was also part of that praise. It's like oh, yeah. the praise the praise did die quicker than Breath of the Wild, but also because that's the kind of year it was. I think there were more people that were more excited for it. when Breath of the Wild came out. It was like no one was shut up about it. You remember 2017? It felt like no one was shut up about that damn game. Yeah. Uh, I feel people did shut up for for tears uh, in comparison because this year offered more. And again, it's like, uh, 
when I see that list, uh, I feel like Mario and Resident Evil being there, as much as I love them, doesn't represent the breadth and creativity of this year. Like, even just uh, excluding my picks, including your some of your picks, I feel like uh, I do feel they chickened out with the game of the year. It's like they saw all this massive list and completely like went, okay, let's just go to Metacritic. Let's just pick the the big games and the popular games and put those in the top. That's like the only thing that to me justifies this top the top six. And even though it's been funny, getting to like savor the tears of the Xbox, let's <laughs> just say like that, no, no. That, that 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 were like in calamity over Starfield not being in the final six. In the final six, I, I don't think it deserved to be in the final ten, yeah. but just six. But yes, so exactly, I'm, I'm in the same boat because I, I, again, to me, Starfield is my biggest disappointment of the year. Uh, I do feel like they do. They deserve to like raise more questions over like the fact that back in 2021, Forza, Forza Horizon Five, which did win Game of the Year over at IGN, mm -hmm. was nowhere in those six, and it was the best reviewed game that year. You can really clearly see that in one year, Metacritic didn't even matter, and now it did. So it's like there's no there's no consistency. There's like literally no consistency. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I will say though, it's like I think it's so ambiguous on what game mm -hmm. you would take out to put in if you yeah. were replacing those games. Because I'm like, it, it it's a snub fest this year because there's yeah. so, the quality is so high, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and hey, they did the thing that you didn't want. Uh, you didn't want them to do this. Uh, that you didn't want them to expand the category, and didn't, they didn't do didn't. it. Yeah, so that's that's what happens. So it's like to me, it's like. My biggest regret of that final six is uh, just the fact that we're not going to hear any song from FF16 in the final medley, which is always so cool at the end of that show. And again, to me, it's like, who wins in this category? I don't care as much as I care for DICE and BAFTA. Because again, mm -hmm. it's like, that's people that understand more, like what they want, uh, or like, have a more academic way to like reward things, because they do actually have a panel instead of like the smorgasbord of experience that is the Game Awards. Like, the Game Awards to me is an E3 showcase, and a popularity contest and a spectacle. That's kind of how I see it more instead of like the definitive, uh, kind of like the definitive say of like who wins it or who not, especially with so many issues we saw of like, how did this get nominated? I feel they were, it was like more sporadic, like the nominations this year. So I only care about the medley. They fucked up with the medley. <laughs> because that, that's the thing, like, I tell you, I love Resident Evil 4. I have no goddamn idea, no goddamn idea what song they're gonna try to like justify for that medley. The rest of them, though, I, I yeah, think are the really good. Yeah, the rest do. Like, yeah, that's what's so funny. It's the only game. Ever since was just there for that, people. But uh, besides the funny, again, it's like, hey, if FF16 reviewed lower than this. So, again, they use yeah. Metacritic this time. So, it's like, I understand it. Again, I love the high highs of that game, but I don't consider it the best. So, ooh, yeah. was that a ghost? <laughs> Nah, nah, it was my dog. Uh, my dog yeah. basically kicked the kick down the door, and he was like, "You're gonna okay. pay attention to me." Yes. <laughs> so, all right. So, so those were basically our picks. So, I'm gonna read them real quick, just as a reminder. So, for best adaptation, we both picked The Last of Us. For most anticipated, did we both pick? F we both picked FF7, right? Rebirth. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we skipped everything for this esports e thing until and with best multiplayer. Um, I gave it to Diablo 4. I think you gave it to BG3, right? Yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. And then for best sim strategy game, uh, I think you went Pikmin 4. I went Company of Heroes 3. Uh, best sports racing game, we both went for Forza Motorsport. Mm -hmm. uh, the best family game, uh, I went Pink Pikmin 4. You went Wonder. 
yeah. for best fighting game. Uh, I went MK1 for Chaos, and then you went for Street Fighter VI. Mm-hmm. Uh, best RPG, I said Baldur's Gate 3. And I think you said Sea of Stars in this one. Yeah. Uh, then best action adventure game, uh, I went Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. And then... The, you didn't pick Zelda either for this one, right? Like, I'm trying to remember I don't what think you, so. What, what else yeah. was the what It was, was Alan, the Alan Wake, Spider-Man, Resident Evil 4, and Jedi Survivor. So I picked Zelda, just on the... Okay, okay. I picked... Uh, I think I'll go Alan Wake on that one. Okay, just, yeah. So, uh-huh. And then be, the best action game... Uh, I went Armor Core 6, you went Hi-Fi Rush. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. For sure. Yeah, so for innovation and accessibility, I went for Street Fighter. I think we both went Street Fighter 6 for this one. Yeah. Uh, then best VR AR game, uh, you won Humanity, I won Synapse. Uh, mm-hmm. Best community support, I, I, I picked Baldur's Gate 3, I think you defaulted for that one also. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, in best mobile game, I defaulted on Honkai Starlight because I had no idea. I think you defaulted for that one. Uh, yeah. Best debut indie game, you picked Dredge, I picked Cocoon. And then uh, best indie game, you picked Sea of Stars, I picked Dave, Dave the Diver. Uh, best ongoing game, uh, I picked Cyberpunk 2077, just uh, because clear is going to be that. I think you picked that one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, we both defaulted against for Impact for a Space for the Unbound. Uh, best performance, uh, I won Ben Star, you won Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, you went for that one. Uh, best audio design, uh, I went Alan Wake 2, and I think you went Hi-Fi Rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And best score in music, I won Final Fantasy 16. Uh do you want for that one too, or Final Fantasy sixteen? Yeah, I think. Yeah, for yeah, best score. Yeah, I have it. Yeah. So and then best art direction. Uh, you went Hi-Fi Rush. I went Mario Wonder. Best narrative. I picked Baldur's Gate three. I think we both went for Baldur's Gate three for that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Then uh, best game direction. Uh, I went Alan Wake two for this one, and then you went Baldur's Gate three. Oh no, I, I'm mistaken. For best narrative, you were Baldur's Gate. I went Alan Wake two. I was picking yeah. the Alan Wake side of things for this one, mm-hmm. and then. For game of the year, we defaulted to two. Like I say, Baldur's Gate three with the Dark Horse being Alan Wake two, and then you say Baldur's Gate three with a Dark Horse being Zelda. So if the Dark Horse wins, you get that win. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, so it's, it's not half points or anything. So we're gonna give us that. Uh, we'll see how we do with that one. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. But then it's like, uh, I can't wait for us to do indiv- our individual game of the years <laughs> stuff to talk about many snubs <laughs> that are not here. Or the actual order of things. So. Are we um? Uh, are we doing game of the year like the the kind of funny system? Or are we doing a? I would love. Or... I would love to do that kind of. You know, everyone has their list and see if we can yeah. like come up with like a game of the year stuff because that would be funny. Uh, I would love to have like a fourth person that we give our list to and they make the tabulation, so it's kind of like a surprise. You know what okay. I mean? <laughs> so, but I would have to find that fourth person. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. I'm like, yeah. are we are we just putting in the the? Yeah. Are we make a formula and just? Do uh-huh. it, uh, yeah, do I've done that with Paul. Time. Like uh, when when me and Paul ranked uh, the Assassin's Creed, we did a ranking of the Assassin's Creed games. We both had a separate list, uh-huh. and we and it was kind of like the bottom. It was twelve. It was for twelve points. So it was like spot number twelve only got one point, and spot number in spot number one got twelve points, and depending okay. on where they were, and that's how we did. Like we figured it out on math. So it would be funny to find. Yeah. Uh, through math where things land so mm-hmm. i would definitely talk about that um, yeah we'll talk about it for, for like january so sebastian that's all for this week read us the game releases for the week of november 19th all the way to december 2nd because we're taking next week off as uh all right everybody we got um jurassic park classic um classic games collection for 
pretty much everything if you have a console no matter what it is it's coming yeah. to it november yeah. <laughs> november 22nd um yeah. dune spice wars for xbox series x and x um november 28th mm. um roller drone xbox series x and x november 28th biomune um for the mm. switch on november november 30th gang mm. of sherwood uh, also coming at you november 30th um mm-hmm. for ps5 xbox series x and x and pc hitman blood money um reprisal for ios i didn't even know that was a thing um november yeah, 30th as well um to rock three shadows of oblivion remastered for every single thing every uh-huh. every single console you could possibly imagine november 30th um batman batman um arkham trilogy for the switch december 1st also december 1st dragon quest monsters the dark prince and mm-hmm. rounding out home base for december the 3rd is steam world build for ps5 xbox series x and x ps4 xbox one and switch npc the only so that one that is- i'm yeah the only one that I'm interested in from all these games is Roller Drone, uh, because I know that came out last year on PlayStation, but this was this one's on Game Pass, so mm-hmm. I, I never bought I never bought Roller Drone, so I, at least I get to try it. I heard good things about Roller Drone. Are you gonna so, try it for real? Oh yeah, I, I will. It, that that was yeah. always like I was. It was a game I was waiting for a, a good sale, and it never got there. And it was a game that Paul never found, found interest in, so we never split it either. So I can't wait. I, my patience was rewarded. I get to just try it on Game Pass. <laughs> so, okay, okay. I'm just try- surprised because, like, I know you're you're on a nostalgia kick right now. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if you're going to be playing that one. That one because I did want to play that last year when I was like in uh-huh. hunger. It, it felt interesting. I, at least I'll try it. Whether I play it for for many hours, it was going to depend. So, okay. yeah. And then eventually Cyberpunk. I was going to like. I feel like the the that the week of Thanksgiving with like more peace and quiet is gonna be more. Uh, it's gonna be like the perfect pocket for me to get there. I always associate starting a long game around that time for some reason. Is okay. uh, I could I could see that, and I'm very close to like finishing the nostalgia pocket that is Spider Man right now. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So Sebastian, that concludes this week's episode. Uh, tell us where can people find you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you can find me at the Single Player Experience Podcast, the premier podcast for single player gamers to find about good single player games to play. Um, yeah, you can find me there. That is available on all podcast platforms. You can also find me on, you know, the pronerreport.com where you can find latest episodes all and also read up on some sneeze nits that we like to write. So if you like what you hear, if you like the sound of my voice, you like the some of my opinions, you can find me there. Alejandro, where can you find where can the people find you? They can find me at Twitter slash X at A underscore Dersegovia. They can find me at Threads slash Instagram at Alejandro Segovia 93. And they can find my written content at both SeasonGaming.com and TheCriticalCorner.com. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah, and they'll probably find uh, our Game of the Year stuff start is going to be start written, being written over at Season Gaming and then over at my uh, at Critical Corner. That's where my top 10 of the year will live. So All right. once we like talk, uh, t- talk about it, so... Sebastian, thank you so much for joining me. And everyone, thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, we will see you like with another official episode two weeks from now after Thanksgiving. But hey, if it goes live, you'll be able to hear my thoughts and Sebastian's like full like spoiler detail thoughts uh, on Marvel Spider-Man 2 next week uh, that we recorded. I was like, was it like three hours? <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like a, it was it was a chunky one, but it was a fun one. It was like I mentioned before in the show, it's like. The one hour and ish minutes that I did with Paul was like felt so incomplete for me. I was glad that I was able to be more in depth because I actually, I, when we talked about it more in depth, I feel I found myself more positive doing it that way that we did it because I was coming in with a little bit more like 
it was more down on it. Oh. Yes, uh, but uh, talking you're a positive more, person when it comes to games in general. Though. Oh yeah, yes, it's very. It, it it only takes a campaign like Modern Warfare three for me to like take on my claws and destroy mm -hmm. something. I'm, like I'm, I'm too nice guy. I'm I'm way too nice of a guy. So yeah. All right, Sebastian, thank you so much, and everyone else, thank you so much for joining. If you like what you listen, you can give us a like over on YouTube or give us a subscribe or leave a review over at your audio service of your choice. And uh, hope you enjoyed the stuffing and the turkey when you get to experience Thanksgiving next week. Uh, hope the hope the weather's good or not. <laughs> if it's if, if it's if it's not, it's getting cold. Hopefully, you stay warm and fuzzy uh, as you wait for the grass to come in so you can go touch it again. And press X to play. Woohoo! Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs>